What is up, everybody? What is happening? My oh my, Kev with the sexy on though. He put the sexy on it. Woo! It's the Fantasy Authority, guys. We are doing a free agency reaction podcast for you. We're here to give you the content that you guys have been wanting, been edging for, been arguing for, as we're just hours away from free agency having gone live and wild deals are official. It's not really official, official yet, right? We can't have players like meeting up with each other. We got this crazy thing going around, something called COVID-19. I don't know. It's crazy. But uh, nevertheless, we are here. We are going to chat with you guys about all that is happening in the NFL. Um, and thank thank God for the NFL right now to give us something to talk about. I'm your host, Ryan Alexander. Underscore W is where you can find me on Twitter. And I'm joined by five great guests tonight. We got Nate Henry at Nate Henry FF. We got Kevin Steele at Fantasy Rat 13. Derek Brown at DBro underscore FFB. We have the man Cody at C Cutzer FF. And then Ben Cummins is joining us. And Ben, I don't know what your handle is. That Ben Cummins FF probably? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm, like, that I'm like the guy in Dude Where's My Car. Just, hey, I'm Jeff over here. <laughs> He's the one that changed his name in the, in, when the, the intro to StreamYard, he just put Ben. <laughs> just like, give him a hello, my name is Ben, name tag on him. Just keep uh, it simple, you know? The, the, yeah, the, the, I, I hear you. The biggest legends out there have one name. Shout out Kobe. <laughs> Ooh, pour one out on that. Pour one out on that. 2020. We are here, guys. We are reacting to what's going on in free agency. There's a lot of moves that have been made, a lot of questionable moves, a lot of big moves, trades happening, and it's been all around crazy. So uh, let's just set the scene right now. I mean, we got a lot of uh, big name players moving all over the place. We'll start off with players who are sticking around. Ryan Tannehill, he's in Tennessee. He sticks around, gets a big contract there for four years, 118 mil. Uh, Breeze is sticking around with uh, the Saints. He's got the two years, 50 mil coming up. Uh, some quarterbacks are changing locations. We got Tom Brady, big signing, heading over to Tampa Bay, uh, leaving New England after 20 years. So that's going to be an adjustment seeing Tom Brady in the NFC. We got Phillip Rivers going to the Colts on a one-year deal. Um, we got Nick Foles being traded to Chicago, quarterback competition there. It's, it's been crazy. And, and that's just enough right there to just kind of set the slate. We got quarterbacks who are changing locations. We got some quarterbacks uh, as well who, who haven't moved yet. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, he signed a deal in Carolina. Uh, Marcus Mariota, who was the starter in Tennessee, Tannehill comes, takes his job. He's in uh, Las Vegas now, not Oakland. Um it's, it's just been wild. Jameis is still out there. Andy Dalton's still out there. Cam's still out there. So, fellas, let's talk about it. The QBs, they're moving around. Nate, I'm going to start with you, man. Uh, what's your first reaction to what's going on with the quarterback situation? What moves did you like, did you not like? And let's just open up this forum. Well, I mean, I guess I got to start where I'm located. I mean, the big news is that uh, the Bears are moving on from Mitch Trubisky. Uh, they didn't bring in Nick Foles for, for no reason. I can't imagine that he doesn't end up winning that job. So uh, I think that's probably a big upgrade for the Bears, but it's still not enough to get them over the hump. Yeah, man, I hear you. That was that was crazy news for me, too, being here in Chicago. Um, I, I want to get other people's takes on it because I feel like I got the overtake. Cody, uh, what say you about about that move, man, or any other any of these other moves that happened for QB? Uh, you were talking about it on Twitter earlier with Cam Newton. He's kind of who I wanted to see land in Chicago with 
with a Rob and Anthony Miller and the rest of them. I mean, the Tom Brady thing you already touched on. It's going to be super weird seeing him in a, in a different uniform. I'm not sure how you guys feel about the value and what that does to Godwin and Evans. And this talk about he wants to bring AB with them, which would just like that trio would just be filthy. It would suck for fantasy purposes, I feel like. But that would just be that have to be the nastiest trio in NFL history, right? Like it has, it has to be up there for for three receivers like that. Definitely um, up there. Yeah, has to be. Um, Philip Rivers, yeah. I, I don't really – T.Y. Hilton's getting old. Paris Campbell hasn't shown to be healthy. I mean, you would think they would add somebody, but they traded their first overall pick to get Buckner to come in there. So I don't know what they're going to do with the draft. So it's, it's it's just been wild all around. Is there, a, is there a favorite one that any of you guys have that you want to touch on? They've all been fucking horrible. Let's just be honest, all right? Like, <laughs> like I don't know. Like, I'm not excited about any of them that have fucking happened so far, to be honest with you. Uh, and the worst one has to be fucking – the Panthers are fucking stupid for moving on from mm. Cam Newton to, to move on to fucking Al- to maybe Alex Smith. Like, that's the ceiling is maybe Alex Smith. I don't even know if it's that high. I think he's an average to really <laughs> below average fucking quarterback. Like, this was – he was the one guy at all – like, all offseason that we were hearing, like, People are talking about, man, you get $30 million. I'm like, if this dude gets $30 fucking million, Pat Mahomes deserves fucking $100 million a year. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, this guy does not deserve this. He's a backup quarterback at best. And that you give him $60 million and you move on from Cam Newton. Like, I get it that Cam Newton hasn't necessarily done what they, they've hoped. He's been hurt last year. But, like, we everyone's acting like Cam Newton's dead. Like, he's just completely lost. Like, he still went healthy to me, a top 15, top 20 quarterback at worst. And, and they're just moving on from the guy. And now I don't know where he's going to end up because there's not many spots left. You know, the, the, the game of uh, musical chairs, there's only not many spots left for him to land, right? And so I, maybe it's New England, and I, I think I would like that, uh, going to New England and in that spot. But right now, like, I haven't seen a move where I'm, like, thrilled with. You know, I don't know what Tom Brady has left in the tank. And Phillip Rivers is decrepit and should retire. But he's not, and going to Indy, so I don't really think it's an upgrade for him at all. Going from, and then I guess you have Tyrod Taylor, who could be the biggest beneficiary because now he's supposed to start. Yeah. But let's face it, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna draft a quarterback, and then I think yep. it, he's gonna get the Baker Mayfield treatment. We'll start for four or five games, and then the, the rookie will start. And by the way, with Philip Rivers, you know uh, the CDC or actually the White House, I should say, recommended that we shouldn't uh, be in groups of more than ten. He got to sleep in the garage. No, he got to sleep in the garage. He's sleeping. He's sleeping in that stretch limo, man. With like anything good has come from this has been the memes. Though we've had some classic memes, like especially Tom Brady has has been great from the you know from the Reddit community and everything else. That's about been the the biggest positive for the quarterback movement. Dude, the Josh McCown thing where it was like he's like the best thing I've ever contributed (laughs) to all of uh, the NFL was like. Them Tampa using Bay. like transposing his body like onto like new players going to different teams because <laughs> that dude's played for like half the league. <laughs> they uh, <laughs> did they really use his body? Because I saw that with Odell Beckham, they used his body to transpose Odell Beckham. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> so wow. funny, that, that's, man! That's an incredible tweet, Kev. I do like that you ended with Tyrod Taylor because I, I don't know. Probably everybody already knows this, but the head coach of the Chargers, Anthony Lynn, was Tyrod Taylor's. OC in 2016. Um, 
was recently on Adam Schefter's podcast talking about how much faith he has in him. So yeah, the odds are that they're going to draft a quarterback, right? But you know, you have to see how the draft falls. There's definitely a chance that Tyrod's value, especially in super flex dynasty leagues and things like that, skyrockets. We know he can be a valuable fantasy asset, and we know that the you know the weapons there in LA are really solid. So um, that's interesting to me. Obviously, Tom Brady, um, I think we're burying the late the lead a little bit, is very interesting. I think that for me, it's hard for me to wrap my head around it. Um, I think that it's kind of boring from a fantasy perspective. Like Jameis is, is always going to be Jameis, but he made it interesting because he's always playing aggressive, right, and throwing the ball down the field. Tom Brady is not going to be that guy. I do think from a real life perspective, though, Tampa Bay definitely just got better. Um, you know, I, I saw Evan Silva say that uh, Jameis turned the ball over 35 total times last year. That's the amount of turnovers Tom Brady has in the last four years. So, I mean, obviously mm -hmm. he's going to protect the ball. Their, their team's pretty impressive, especially on offense. Um, ben, did you see that video they put out about like there was like 20 dropped interceptions that Jameis had too? Like Duke no. could have easily had like, yeah, check Twitter, man. Like, there's easily like Duke could have had like 40, 40. He could have gone 30 and 40. Easy. Easy if like at least half of those are caught. <laughs> yeah. Just and you throwing see that what, out there. And you see what the league is doing, right? Like, I mean, I think it's hard for me to wrap my head around Cam Newton not having a starting starting job. And I think that um I definitely think that a big part of that is with coronavirus. You know, teams can't do their own medical evaluation on Cam. He needs to get fully cleared. I, I still think that he'll probably start somewhere, even though there's not that many spots. Jameis looking like it might be a backup spot. And, you know, you see the league, you know, saying that they're not going to value the turnovers um, or not going to put up with it. Right. So um, with Bruce Arians, with all the weapons, Cody, you brought it up with the chance. It definitely sounds like with that relationship with Antonio Brown, let, let's not kid ourselves. Antonio Brown's a, a lunatic, but he's still, one of the best wide receivers in NFL history. So if they do that, I know that's speculative. Um, it's it's really exciting. And I think you look at the division, Atlanta's kind of plateaued. Um, Carolina's tanking. So, Kev, I think the Teddy Bridgewater is fine for me because I think it's a stopgap, um, definitely a bridge quarterback. So we'll see what they do in the draft. Um, and as long as we have a quarterback there that will dump off to Christian McCaffrey and keep Christian McCaffrey's values sky high, I'm good. Um, and I think you look at New Orleans. I mean, New Orleans is still really good, but – they're getting old and there's going to be a time where they plateau and fall off too. So I definitely think Tampa Bay is obviously in the conversation to, you know, be the division winner there and, you know, very interestingly be a Super Bowl contender. Um, so to me, that's, you know, obviously the most important and, and interesting quarterback ad here. You guys hear what a pro Ben is called Bridgewater, a bridge quarterback. You're, you're a pro man. I appreciate I that. That literally didn't even cross my mind. That's how dumb I am. But the, the thing with, with the, the Brady thing, though, is that, like, he's – that is a – I mean, it's a two-year window. So, like, if, right. if he doesn't – if they don't win, I mean, this is obviously a win-now move for them. And they're, they're not – so, I, I don't know. Like, I like you said, like, I think it is a better uh, in terms of, you know, real football move uh, for right. Jameis. Right. But it's – but at, at the same time, as, you know, people that play fantasy football, and that's what we're here to talk about, like, it does suck that, that they got rid of Jameis because Jameis was I agree. fantastic for fantasy, right? I agree. Especially for DFS. Just fucking fan, fucking fantastic. Like, every time. Just keep fucking tar targeting that fucking Tampa Bay game every time because that dude's going to turn it over two times and they're going to be playing from behind the entire time, so they're just going to be airing it out. It was fantastic. <laughs> so, from a fantasy perspective, it sucks. I agree. But – 
can we all agree that Chris Godwin, who lines up a lot in the slot, is going to continue to eat? Uh, ben, uh, per Twitter, I've heard that Chris Godwin is more of a perimeter receiver. I did see that. Yeah. That I is just – yeah, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I, had, I, I try not to because I actually like Jim Nagy, but, like, I had to, man. I was like – he's like, oh, he needs uh, – Godwin and Evans are great perimeter receivers. They need somebody – uh, basically, he should have just tweeted out. They need somebody small and white that can play the slot. And I'm like, <laughs> like, that's, Chris Godwin's a slot wide receiver. They he got it. The exact number. Of, like, like, I don't understand <laughs> it. Like, Chris Godwin <laughs> is that dude. Like, what are you talking about? Chris Godwin's man? that like, dude. And I'm gonna continue to sit here and say that OJ Howard's good. I'm not letting one season ruin that. So I'm interested to see if there's a chance, um, you know, that that can revitalize as well. So I'm going to weigh in on this a little bit, too. I, I I like a lot of these quarterback moves, at least for what it means for some of these weapons around um, in the sense of like with I, I think it's kind of funny how everybody just like is automatically just talk about how Mike Mike Evans is going to die. Like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like, like this dude is not running go routes every damn snap. Like, let's throw that out there. That is not happening. I threw it out there on Twitter. I'm like, he he like. 49%, 50% of his routes are less than 12 yards, 12 yards or less. So this guy, yes, he has all these air yards, but a lot of that's targets and things of that nature. It's not just like he's not just running 40 yards down the field every single time. Bruce Arians, we've seen this guy mold his offense around whatever quarterback he has and whatever skill talent he has. They are going to accentuate whatever Tom Brady does well. I think Tom Brady still has something left. I don't think I, I don't think it's a lot, but I think that this is a better NFL move. I think that Tampa is firmly going all in on trying to win. I mean, there there are rumors out there talking about they're going to trade for Todd Gurley. About and this team is not actually. They have some holes in that team. I'm not, well, let's not kid ourselves. The secondary is not great. The O line is not great. But there are some pluses to this team, and they can legit win nine, ten games this year coming up. Like For that's sure. not, uh, and get it in the wild card. And if you got a ticket to the dance, you can end up in the Super Bowl. We've seen teams get hot. That happens. So if they can pull out nine, ten wins, that's a possibility. And so uh, one one of the as bad of a move as it was. For the Bears to go out and give a fourth for Nick Foles, when you have Cam Newton sitting here, and dear God in heaven, the the Panthers, their aspirations of what they're going to try to get back for Cam Newton, it can't be high. Like, could they have not played this any worse possibly? Like, I understand you going out and being aggressive and trying to sign Teddy before anybody else can. If that's the guy you want to be your stopgap, and it looks like the contract, he's going to be the starter for two years, or at least that's the way the money looks like. And I haven't seen the full breakdown, but at least what I've seen on Twitter, two-year guy. So the Brady connection is real. That they, they obviously have some love for the guy if you're going to give him two years, and the contract's not just a one and done. So they, I think they view him as a little bit like a, like a bridge plus. Um, but my whole thing is, they sign Bridgewater. You don't have any like what you just destroyed every bit of leverage, and you have the Bears going out giving a fourth for Nick Foles. For me, part of it is like, I'm like, why did you not get Cam? Do you just not have like any interest, any faith, any anything for that dude? Because the the Panthers can't be expecting anything more than that. 
considering his contract, considering they have absolutely no leverage in the situation. None. Like, I don't understand why the Bears are going out giving a fourth for Nick Foles. Now, I like it for, in the sense of, I like the move for the players around Nick Foles. The Nick Foles is not great. Let's not kid ourselves. But can he deliver a more accurate ball than Mitch Trubisky? Which is not saying much, but yes, he can. So I like it for Allen Robinson. I actually like it for the running backs, too, because if you look at last year, whenever Nick Foles was under center, that's when you saw Leonard Fournette get these massive targets. His target share jumped from 15 to 21% with Foles under center. So are you looking at Tariq Cohen? Are you looking at if all this David Montgomery stuff about them using him as a full workhorse, does he get used more in the passing game? And that's what I'm looking at from these quarterback moves, like, like Ben is talking about. Teddy B, he's not great. I, I'm going to roll with him in DFS some weeks because he's going to be freaking dirt cheap. And yep. he's going to have right. some week where he he gets like three touchdowns based off of two check down TDs to CMC. Do I, I like a lot of and these let moves. let DJ Moore take a screen. Yes, absolutely. So I like a lot of these moves for the players around them, not necessarily the quarterbacks themselves. I, I get the Nick – well, I don't get it, but at the same time, I understand. I, I know why they did it, mainly because of the familiarity with Mike, Matt Nagy. Yeah, yeah right. his time in Kansas City yeah. when yeah. Nick Foles was there. So Nick Foles knows his offense and stuff like that. Like, I, I, I understand that part of it, but the money aspect of what they're paying him, I think, is Crazy. Ridiculous. And, like, I, I feel like there's better options. You're right. Like, Cam would have been a better option. Even Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's what? $17 million, I think, uh, and then has really no dead money. Like, go mm-hmm. after somebody like that. That you can get out of quickly. Well, they're they're so restructuring what, the deal. Kev. Yeah, I thought I saw there's a restructure. So what are they? Yeah. It's, it's fifty so, million, right? Is what they're paying. That was thrown out there, but yeah. that was also a tweet that was thrown out there later today that said that that actually hasn't happened. So a lot of that is speculative well, now. Now, how much of that it comes to to light is sure. real, but dear God in heaven, a fourth for Nick Foles? Like you yeah, told me, I you mean, couldn't have gotten a like Cam for a fourth. Yeah, but that's and, crazy. Well, well, it's, I think. I think it comes down to as well. I mean, not only is he familiar with Nagy, but he's familiar with Laser. He's familiar with Dialippo. He's familiar with the offensive uh, line yeah. coach. Like everybody in the organization, he's familiar with. And when we're talking about, you know, if we want to throw in the situation at hand and when is football activities going to start in person, you know, if they have to, they're not going to try and want to teach somebody the offense. I mean, that was the whole thing with Trubisky was that he was, you know, learning the game at this time and wasn't able to pick up on Nagy's, you know, plays. And now they have a guy in there who I think they feel comfortable with if they have a shortened off season, so to speak, that they can just throw Nick in there and he can do what they need to do. And they're paying him 15, which is kind of, that's not starter money, like for quarterbacks at this point. So like, I mean, for somebody who's familiar and for somebody, you know, they're obviously in win win now mode. They made this Khalil Mack trade that hasn't really come to fruition. We don't really know who won that trade. Like the Raiders could still possibly win that trade at the rate that they're going because he was in there to win them playoff games. I mean, that's the fact. And if they're not doing that with the quarterback at hand, then you have to make some adjustments. So they go out there, they get Robert Quinn. They're trying to bolster the defense. I, I think everything they're doing is saying we don't have time to let Mitchell get there. So we just need to get somebody in here who's going to start saving some people's jobs, you know, and, and Foles can rattle off some wins to do that. And I think they'll figure out the situation when they're not dealing with, Oh, we only have two seconds, one fourth, uh, a fifth and a couple seventh round picks, right? Like they're not drafting the first round. So they really just need to focus on the offensive line. That now is- from, Oh, go ahead, Ben. 
Well, I was just going to um, say that that is a really interesting uh, point about the coronavirus and, you know, how yeah. much that can affect the offseason, because I do think it's kind of funny. Like I saw the tweet come in that, you know, all the coaches have that familiarity with Nick Foles. Obviously, coaching matters. That's important. I just think it's kind of funny that we do see that a lot, especially with quarterbacks, rather than the tweet saying something like, you know, the Bears watched the, the tape of Cam Newton healthy the last couple of years, and um, they're really excited to get him because they think he's a good player, not just that there's familiarity. I mean, and, you know, I'm a Broncos fan who just watched the Broncos do this last year, trade a fourth, I think it was, for Joe Flacco. And it's like we're an average team trading us a pretty valuable draft pick for a quarterback that's not going to move the needle. There's no point in doing that. Either be bad or be great. You know, and, right. and it's not, it doesn't make as much sense as in the NBA, of course, but like why? And so I think to me, I just put this Nick Foles move in this, in the same category. And I think maybe it's, you know, because I kept saying on Twitter, like, I want to be the one that guesses Tom Brady's to the Bears because it, it, I don't know, it just made a lot of sense to me. Um, but I think that they are kind of riding the fence a little bit of, yeah, we want to replace Mitchell maybe, but we don't want the name that we bring in to officially do that right off the bat. We want to give him a chance to compete because we invested so much. And I think in the long run, that potentially can hurt. Um, but yeah, we've, we've talked a lot about this. Um, the Mariota and Carr thing is interesting. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, we got a question in here. Mariota, will Mariota take Carr's starting position for the Las Vegas uh, Raiders? I mean, that's kind of what the talk is. What is he this year's Tannehill, right? Like that's going to be kind of the new thing. Um, I put that out there just being goofy, just to be fun. But I, I don't think that's happening. I think Mariota's not, uh, hashtag not good. I don't know. Like it's tough with yes. that because his, his first couple of years, like he was like he was he destroyed bad defenses. He was, he, he was on a <laughs> well. We can say that about a lot of quarterbacks, to be honest. With no, you. but he de- he never played up against good defenses, and then he got hurt. He got hurt. You could say the same thing about you could say the same thing about Jared Goff. You can say the same thing about Derek Carr. Like the, there's a lot of quarterbacks we can say that about. But I think his I think his confidence was completely wrecked. I don't like he needs to be rebuilt and and kind of. I think maybe this could be a decent situation for him. I still feel like they need to add some more weapons. But Kev is is Gruden the guy that's going to rebuild some comp? I don't know. Like no, I, I don't I think, don't he's think a that's good fit, right? Like like Mariota or Gruden wants a guy that, that he can you know the super fiery and everything else, and that's not Marcus Mariota. No. I don't know if this is a good fit for him no. at all. I personally would rather have saw, seen him go to like New England. I thought that would have been a good spot, even as a backup and kind of you know not somebody that steps in as a starter, but I. I think I wouldn't be surprised though, depending on how the Raiders season go, if if Mariota is the starter by the end of the year. I wouldn't yeah, be oh yeah, because I don't think Gruden be. has I mean, a lot of faith in no. Carr. He will be. Mm. So to answer the to answer the question specifically, yes, I do think he's taking Carr's position. Um, I obviously think that you know everything we've seen. I think the Raiders want to move on from Carr, and and why wouldn't you? I mean, um, you know, this goes back to kind of when we first started the pod, right? Like Kev, you were right. Um, you know, I, there was a moment there a little while where I, I thought Carr was ascending and he was pretty, and he'd had that, he had a few moments, but he's not good. The problem is for me, uh, Derek, I'm with you. Um, I think it's very obvious at this point that Marcus Mariota isn't good either. So, I mean, my mm-hmm. main answer to the question would be who cares? I, I almost think it would almost be more annoying if Mariota did start. And I think he will at some point, because at least with Derek Carr, we know what we're getting. We know he's going to drop back and the mm-hmm. guys that are open. He, he will at least be able to get it to Darren Waller, et cetera. Mariota's, you know, he's so, he can be hot and cold, but most of the time it's cold. Um, 
that I don't think that that would be much of a boom at all for any pass catchers. Obviously, he has shown um, the chemistry with Delaney Walker and things like that in the past. So obviously, um, it shouldn't be too much of a shakeup if that does happen. I do think it will happen, though. Um, yeah. My whole thing is I, I just like like Ben's kind of talking about. It, I just don't care. Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, like okay. Mariota's not like I don't think Mariota is is good. That that that's a fact. And Carr, I don't think is very good either. But I don't think that this is uh, an offensive situation. This is not a team situation that I feel like Mariota can step in and he's just going to do well. Mariota. It, how many people have said that about Ryan Tannehill though? Heading into this year, like heading. Into I never the thought Ryan Tannehill. I never thought Ryan Tannehill was trash. He was on like bad teams. We actually saw that guy play good for stretches, like despite well, I mean, Gates. We, but yeah, right. And I mean, you, we've seen. Have we, but we haven't seen Mario to do it for like a full season at all. We've seen Ryan Tannehill. Do he's that always gotten hurt, season. right? Like he's, he's that's been one of his biggest problems. Mm-hmm. He's always got hurt. He's but, but if you talk about Mariota, has like his confidence is wrecked. I could say the same thing about Derek Carr. Like Gruden's like what, like just collecting misfit toys. Like Carr was a different type of quarterback. Like I think his career arc would have been a little bit different if he didn't totally get wrecked by injuries. He has not been the same quarterback since he's been hurt so many different times. He was if like that, the though, way before he that though. He he was the same way before that. Before he got hurt, like it was like I remember having these conversations plenty before he, or he ever got hurt and why he was on his MVP run. He's always been a quarterback that's great against really bad defenses, but anytime he ever played a good defense, you'd go through the box score every single time and he was terrible. He was never good. He is that quarterback. He's always been that quarterback. We're talking about Derek Carr? Yes, Derek Carr. That's I how mean, Derek Carr's always been. I mean, other, other, we, we had the same conversation about Mariota. Right. No, <laughs> right, no, right. no doubt. I'm not, I'm not advocating that. I'm saying that I think Marcus Mariota is good at all. Like, I... I think he's. I think. I think in in a great situation, I think you could say that maybe he could be an average quarterback. Like I I think that's what he could be. And and Kev, I love it because no, to be perfectly honest, like I I love your points because what I thought about Tannehill last year, although I did, I thought Mariota was bad, so I'm like I could see Tannehill starting at some point. Didn't see that What happened happened, but. The way that I thought about Tannehill last year is the way that I think about Mariota now. I would say the biggest difference would be I definitely think there's going to be regression this year with Tannehill uh, just because the situation was so good. Derrick Henry just beasting. Love Derrick Henry. Play action. Um, it, it, the, the offensive line being well, the, the surroundings, like you just said, in, in a situation like that, maybe Mariota plays well. Problem is he had his opportunity and, and he fucked it up. But the situation was so great. Okay. What about, what about the Raiders? What do they have? I mean, their offense is not very exciting at all. So I don't think the surroundings are going to be there for when Mariota comes in to help him, um, you know, be that guy, even if he is the starter now in Indianapolis, that's an interesting situation because I think Rivers can exceed there with a, a good offensive line. So that's an intriguing one as well. I actually think we Rivers is an upgrade. Up. I think he's an upgrade over Brissett. If you oh, look yeah. at all well, that's the not all saying that a lot either. No, it's not saying a whole lot, but as far as the value that you're going to get on a lot of these players, I, I give me T.Y. Hilton it is probably hit yeah. what his ADP is. Give me Marlon Mack in a better offense because he's yep. probably going to get around 12 touchdowns this year. Yep. I don't care if he doesn't catch passes. He can be the discount Derrick Henry this year. Yep. That that's all fine with me because they still have a top 10 offensive line. We talk like they're they they traded for Buckner, so they're upgrading their defense. We get Darius Leonard for hopefully 16 games. If they have a better team and they're in the red zone more often, there is a scenario where Marlon Mack has 15 touchdowns at the end of this year. That that that's a real scenario. That's a possibility. If yep. this offense is better. 
And so I will absolutely take a lot of these guys at their ADPs and best balls and dynasty. If you're win now, right now, dude, you can get it. it T.Y. Hilton is a, not, I'm not going to say he's free, but there are a lot of people that'll be like, all right, fine. You give me an early second. I'll give you T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. 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 Like that is, that's a trade that you can make in a lot of different leagues for people. If they're rebuilding and stuff like now with pick fever and stuff. And I would make that move. If I was going to try to win this year, if T.Y. Hilton still has the sauce for one more season, he's going to sit here and put up a top 15 season and you get him for peanuts in all different formats. And well, I think – go ahead, Kev. Well, I was just going to say, well, and the, and the last one, I mean, not to move it along, but we haven't really talked about it, is the New England situation. Uh, do we think that they're going to go into the season with Stidham as the quarterback? Like, no. Is, is that, do you think, that where they're heading? Because we haven't heard nothing about what they're playing on. Now, they obviously have options. Like we said, Dalton. Cam is also maybe. Like, I mean, they're, they're, there's other options that could go down. Jacoby Brissett, they could acquire him. Um, you know, th- that's I'll say Stidham is a maybe. Acqui- acquire Did him anybody back, watch that, right? dude? Yeah. Acquire him back. <laughs> I think but Stidham is a maybe, dude. Like, I also, did you see I also him destroy think, last year in the preseason? He played yeah, but really I also saw good it, last year. You also, uh, well, I mean, it's probably vividness bias, but, like, I remember the what the game they they pulled him after it was, like, Oh, blowout. the pick six, yeah. Yeah, he fucking yeah. pulled his ass. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with 100% no. He will not be starting week one. Because, I mean, one, I mean, he doesn't, I mean, I guess anything is possible, right? Maybe he's the next fucking top break. He fucking knows a strike twice. But It's a Patriots thing, though, dude, that you know, you know, we all know sitting here. Yeah. They're going to go out and get freaking Cam for nothing. Like, yeah. Bill is going to go out yeah. there and, like, be like, the, the here's, is, the here's, a, here's a fourth, here's Who, a fifth, I agree. whatever. They still have no weapons. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. They still right. have nobody. Right. They have the okay. nothing they there. Have, they, the team's okay. the same, right? It's crazy. I, I don't. Like, I don't know what they're doing. But the but. thing, the thing about that, if Cam is healthy, does he need that much around him? He needs something. Like, what does he is have? That, Julian yeah. Edelman. Julian Edelman. Well, something. J- Jacoby Myers, if, baby. If Nikhil Harry Cam, is anything, Cam, Cam's the type of quarterback that has proven. Now, granted, it's been years, and he he has been hurt, but he's proven you don't need an amazing cast around him because that's not the style of quarterback. That he, he made Kelvin anyway. yeah, Benjamin a thing. Greg Olson, right? that out there. Yeah, yeah. He the, made the, Kelvin Benjamin one of the greatest. Player. Yeah, one of the greatest yeah. fantasy quarterback seasons of well, all time. Kelvin Benjamin tears his ACL. That was the only guy he had going into that season. He yeah. did that with Greg Olson, who's a beast, Weird. was the beast, and Jericho Cotri. I mean, I mean that's. We're a couple years removed from what the cam that we know, though. Like, I right. think, I think I agree. we do have to come to the acknowledgement that, like, 100%. I mean, the, the NFL is a fraternity and, like, cam is not moving. Like, that says something about cam to me. Like, 30 I think organizations cam's not fully are healthy. out there. Yeah, but, but, right, but, that, but that, that's what the, I'm the saying. Doctors I think, can't do an evaluation right now. Yeah, I think 29 other teams. I think, think that's that why as well you saw too. Carolina totally flood the situation because they Listen. had signed Teddy and care and Cam wasn't healthy enough to do physicals for other teams. Right, I mean, that's part of it that nobody's talking about too. And I've never been the biggest Cam guy, but are you going to take Cam at a discounted price if he's healthy or Jared Stidham? Like, I'd be interested if the Patriots do that. If I can just put a bow on this conversation for myself, though, and Kev, you just said it. I should have brought it up earlier. Like, we we all want to, you know, literally all of Twitter wants to bury Tom Brady already. Like, this dude is the GOAT in my opinion. And yes, he's old as hell. Oh, and he is, he is definitely falling off for sure. But Kev, you said it. What were the weapons last year? I mean, he's going into a situation that's much better for him. He's going to be good. So I think just the Rivers and Tom Brady, if I can just put a bow on it, is yeah, these are these moves aren't that sexy, especially for fantasy football, but they're going to be 
they're going to make the teams better in real life, in my opinion. And if they do that, they're obviously going to make the offenses better in some way. And Derek, like you said, it could be touchdown distribution or just touchdowns at the end of the day. And if that's the case, same thing for Mike Evans, right? Oh, you know, Tom Brady doesn't throw the ball deep, so this isn't really a good fit. Well, what if he just throws 12 touchdowns to Mike Evans in the red zone? Like we have to keep our minds open to this. And so I just think, like you said, Derek, there's discounts that you can get right now. All and, the Colts are going to be like, discounts. Yeah. All yeah. of them. And same thing. And nobody, wants, and T.Y. Hilton. nobody wants them. Do Philip Rivers and T.Y. Hilton, like when you first think about it, seem like a great match? Uh, maybe not. But I think we also stereotype T.Y. as this guy that's not that good of a receiver and he's a deep threat. That's not true. T.Y. is a beast. He, he, you know, he can yeah. win all over the field, and he will – do that with rivers. And so I agree, like that's a discounted guy. So that's, that's where I'm looking at, you know, at the value and at the headlines there. Well, I, yeah, people, that, people that think that TY isn't going to be good. Sorry, Nate, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that they're not watching what he was doing with Keenan Allen, what rivers was doing with right, Keenan Allen out there. Right. Like that's, that's just ludicrous to me to think that go ahead, Nate. Oh, I was just going to bring up that nobody seems to be talking about OJ Howard in uh, Tampa. Is it? I mean, we know that Tom Brady loves a tight end, but we also know that Bruce Arians hates a tight end. So what wins? Are they going to? I'm so not giving are, up. Are I'm they not gonna, giving up. Derek, forgetting what I said. But. Yeah, but no, but like, I, I just think though, like, like with, with the that situation and OJ Howard and everything else, and really as a whole, do you think Bruce Arians is going to scheme his offense around Tom Brady's strengths and weaknesses or do you think he's going yes. to force Tom Brady into doing what he likes to do he's in, in his it, dude he's and that's what's so exciting that's why he is a good coach because that is kind of though what Bruce Arians is right mm-hmm. Mr. you know no risk it no biscuit like that's what he wants he wants you to take risk he wants you to not check it down every time and be this super safe quarterback that's not what that's not what Bruce Arians looks for in a quarterback but but that's what's so exciting, right? Because Bruce Arians is a beast. Uh, you know, coaching matters. I, I definitely think, Kev, that's a great point. Like, I think it will fall somewhere in the middle. But they're obviously going to game plan for what works with Brady. They've h- had these conversations before Brady officially made the decision. So when you look at that, now, granted, Rich Rebar had, had a sobering tweet for me about how, you know, if we want to talk about, oh, this is going to be good for O.J. Howard, and I want it to be, and I believe in O.J. Howard as a player, um, and I think it can be a good fit. Rich Rebar, though, is saying, I mean, you know, look at what Jameis was. I mean, he made Nick O'Leary, you know, a a great player in college, and and he did that with Cam Brait. So obviously there are some negatives that have to be considered too. Um, But for me, I do think that the way Tom Brady wins and the way that he plays still keeps hope alive for O.J. Howard because I personally believe um, that he's a good player. So I'm I'm not going to give up yet. I love so, OJ Howard's yeah, talent, but I just I do don't too. know. I don't know if if he had an atrocious year. Like if it you was look awful. at every single metric, like even the game is played, like he he couldn't block. He wasn't on the couldn't field even when he was. Yeah, I mean he just had a terrible <laughs> these terrible season and totally face planted. So could he bounce back? Sure, I think. I mean, at his ADP, and if people want to play the Brady narrative, I probably will have no exposure to him, and I'll probably. I think he's a better sell in Dynasty than a buy, uh, and probably in redraft, I probably won't even have much exposure. I'm just. But what are his prices now? They got to be depressed after that terrible year. And dude, it depends on how much people buy into that narrative, and and on all the the Brady loves tight ends and stuff like that. I mean, I think that we see that. Um, players get hype as as the news goes and stuff and people that i think oj howard is a guy that people have 
if you bought in and you have him on your teams and especially in dynasty, then you're a believer like that, that that's your dude. And you're going to go down with the ship probably like that's not a guy that you're probably going to like easily give mm-hmm. up and it's going to take something and people are probably not going to offer enough for you to sit here and give up on it just because the promise like you're talking about Ben is, is possibly there. I just don't know because here's the other thing. Bruce Arians, the, the 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 factor of like we saw with David Johnson, he likes to use his running backs in the pass game. That's not Rojo. That's not Barber. They add uh, somebody that I and dear God in heaven, people are get, get all all up in my head. I think if they add right. a running back that possibly can catch passes and that target share goes Evans, Evans and Godwin one A one B. And then you have a running back possibly as the third option there. Like if they had like a Clyde Edwards Hilaire in the draft and that guy is siphoning targets, then OJ Howard, what's he got left? I just, I don't know if there's enough, if he has a big enough piece of that pie, he's probably fighting with ancillary weapons for targets. And I just don't know if the target share is going to be high enough for him to be able to do anything. That's a good point. So right now uh, Brady is going at 1308, according to fantasy football calculator. Where is OJ Howard? Howard is ten oh two. Actually, went as late as early as eight oh two, and as late as twelve oh. Where's he going on the position? Like tight end, what? In memento, por favor. So, to a certain extent, <laughs> people still believe. <laughs> yeah. So I'm in that boat. All right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, everything comes yeah. down to price. I mean, those are really good points, Derek. And obviously, Brady's pie is smaller than it used to be. Um, I think it ultimately depends so. on though like where the community comes in on this. Like right, exactly. we have so much time, right? Like yep, yep. between now and August, like if everybody starts hyping <laughs> this, then you're going to see it fly up. But I did see, will, which is yeah, crazy that uh, Tampa Bay right now is uh, third in, uh, in terms of odds to win the NFC championship. Only San Francisco and New Orleans are ahead of them. Like, that has jumped so much. Like, oh my gosh, people were putting it out there about the I odds mean, and stuff like that. Elliot, but we were talking about before we turned the mics on, he was throwing out there about like the odds and stuff, and there were some great odds before the Brady news became official. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got That's it. Crazy. Uh, I I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, I, I mean, I have to you know do it more a little more of a deep dive, but they're in the conversation for sure. Yeah, NFC South is going to be great having Brady and and Breeze down there both battling each other twice a year. Yeah. So that'll be good. That's going to be a fun uh, division. Who who absolutely who, who falls off the cliff first? <laughs> I mean, Breeze has got to be best, that's for sure. Uh, Before we touch on uh, running backs real quick, uh, Taysom Hill, anybody spending the fourth round on the – or the first round, excuse me, first round on the restricted free agent there? Hell no. I just want to talk about it because there was a lot of talk about Taysom Hill a couple weeks ago, and now it's been crickets. So I just wanted to see. Well, I think that shows you what they think about it. The Patriots were were like looking into him or something like that. I, I don't know. Why do that? Just use your first round pick on Jalen Hurts and call it a day. I don't know. And they might yeah. do that. They could. For sure. They could. I mean, I think it shows that that maybe there is more than we want to give it credit, that there is something to the fact of how much Peyton does love Taysom. I think that there is. Now, I went back and watched preseason video and stuff, and I was hoping to see some better things than what I saw about Taysom and how far he got into his progressions and his reads and oh, I, I mean, he's not a quarterback. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, in, I didn't see great things. I'll put it that way. I was hoping right? to see a, a ray of light, and we, I didn't see it. We, all of Twitter, we, we can cut the joke, right? He's not a quarterback. We're all in agreement, yep. right? Okay. Yeah. Nope. They need to make that dude like they they, they showed flashes. Uh, he's they, a they used they used him as a move tight end some, and they, 
come on, make that dude a, a U tight end and let, let's go. I mean, I love the way Sean Payton uses him. That that's his that's his uh, ceiling right there. I wish the team would have used Tim Tebow like that. I love it, but let's not change anything, okay? It's like <laughs> crazy. He's Cordell Stewart. Keep him as slash. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I, I mean, Taysom Hill's great. I love him as a player. I. Yep. But but he's not a quarterback, so we can cut that conversation. I wish we could get some tight end eligibility out of DFS on him. That would be freaking fantastic oh, on DK. I mean, I think everyone's come around to it now, but showdown slates. I mean, he Fan- was, he yep. was the nuts. Yeah. yeah he's always the Fanduel man. had him. Fanduel had him at oh, tight yeah, end. But nobody plays no Fanduel, man. I, I know. <laughs> no, 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 nobody plays no Fanduel. Let's, let's just so, throw that out there. Some of us win on Fanduel. So we'll take well, that. Yeah, any, we'll anybody. That. I mean, that's that's yeah. true. Ryan, yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the money is going to be my guy. You can make all kinds of crazy lineups uh, on FanDuel. The salaries are, are wonky, man. Listen, who, who is this kind of for Seattle? I can't even think of his name already. Jacob Hollister. Hollister. Jacob Hollister, bro. You, yeah. you better only shop at Hollister for the rest of your life. Oh my god. Shout out Maddie, though. Shout out to Maddie. Shout out to Matt. Maddie D. Yeah, Maddie D. Um Maddie, of course, you get the shout out. We're going to move it on to running backs. Uh, slow moving market here for the running backs, guys. Uh, we got a lot. You know, I want to open up the forum just mostly on the guys who have not signed yet, who are still out there and still available, but definitely not as interesting as the wide receivers, which I know is going to take up some time. Yeah, let's, so let's keep get the some running quick, back conversation let's keep, short. Let's get some quick hitters here on the running backs. We got Kenyon Drake, who's getting the transition tag from Arizona. Uh, There were reports that Jordan Howard was going to sign with Miami. That was yesterday before the free agency went live. I haven't seen anything about Jordan Howard in Miami today. They announced it to you. He's on Miami. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure. He's on Miami, as is 93% of the other free agents out there. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And we get into it. Get into it, Ben. Uh, Because we only have like Jalen Richard is the only other one that signed officially, right? Um, yeah, running back. Keep, keep free agent running backs away from the Broncos. Um, we can keep crickets there. Um, and I think, I mean, I mean, it, let's we can keep this simple, right? I mean, Kenyon Drake and David Johnson, the the right, air, Johnson. Air, yes. skyrockets for both of them. I mean, David Johnson didn't look good last year, but I'm listen. I'm not ready to to bury him just yet either. Um, we know Bill O'Brien, who's a complete donk. However, he. Let's look at trends. He loves to run the ball. He loves to use running backs. He loves to pass to running backs. Deshaun Watson, um, that you know, when when you make a trade like that, you're committing to David Johnson. And obviously, um, Carlos Hyde, who's been one of the you know most fun talked about players on this podcast for years. T- Carlos Hyde was really good for Houston. We're going to slide David Johnson in there. So um, I think David Johnson is a huge winner right now. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, David Johnson. Ahead, though. But no, but no, but let's say with David Johnson, like I just did, like I've done a couple, I've done some best ball drafts already. I was getting David Johnson in the sixth and seventh round. Like, oh, that's insane! That's incredible. <laughs> that's Everybody insane. Was, was off of him. Well, and, because everybody thinks he died. Like, wait, because wait, Arizona wait. buried him. Hundred percent. This, I, I this was before this the trade or after the trade? No, before, before. Okay. Well, yeah, that's yeah. But I don't know. Is, is he going to yeah. go that much higher? Like, is he get? Is David Johnson going to be? He's got to go. I mean, I think I think if he goes anywhere, I, th- I think you could end up saying like third. Got to be a fourth round. round. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, think fourth sounds good. Think. But like with him, like exactly, I, I know where you're going with this, Derek. But like I've been saying this like all year with him is like people act like he like they they everybody saw the one clip 
everybody showed where and that he's clip wasn't really that slow. bad. It really wasn't. I right, and, and people are like, oh my god, he's dead. He's it dead. We're done bad, with him. And but... this guy's been horrible. And I'm like, bro, like before he got hurt, he was an RB five. Like he was at, like, he yeah. was putting up. And they he, forget, he man. Yeah, and, like people, but people forget that. They forget. And they forget what he looked he like in every, weeks he one was through every five. Week starter, yeah, they forget that because they they want to like Twitter gets all up in its feels about certain things and narratives get pushed. And Arizona, absolutely, I, I cannot believe they got that much in the trade after they buried this guy. Talking about like Kenyon Drake's our guy. That like David Johnson's not you know basically nothing. This oh, guy yeah. played through tons of injuries and looked like a corpse running between the tackles last year. And they still got this in the trade. <laughs> Kime has to be just like, all right, baby, who wants the money? We go into the strip club. We, we're, we're living it up tonight. Like, I cannot believe Bill O'Brien just gave us all this. Like, that's insane. But I still – I love David Johnson this year because – I think that he's going to get the volume as long as, and it is a question. I'm not going to bury that. It's a question. Can he stay healthy? But if he could stay healthy, Carlos Hyde dealt with tons of injuries in his past. They kept his butt on the field, and he got 1,000 yards on the ground this year. The only thing I would say that that's concerning with him going to Houston is one, it feels like they acquired him. It, it depends on how they utilize him, right? Because if they utilize him as, as and don't, highlight his strengths because he is not uh between the tackles runner like it's just not his strength never has been and it's to get him out in space and that that is the best way to utilize him and so i am somewhat concerned with that in terms of how far he can go like i think if you can get him in a great spot if you can get him in third or fourth round i think that's terrific value if that's where he ends up going um because i i do have questions with because one you know deshaun watson doesn't tip doesn't do a lot of check down and doesn't but if, if they can utilize david johnson correctly and get him into space and line him up as a wide receiver and use him on all the at, at in those facets like i think david johnson can be fine but i do think there is some concern because if they're playing on just lining them up and running them up the middle yeah. every time like they like you know like you would with carlos hyde i think we're, we're, we're going to be in trouble with him but I think if we're reading the tea leaves about what the Texans have done, if we're just trying to understand and, and not just absolute trash, because it's easy to do that, and get stuck in the cycle of us just trashing O'Brien and try to understand what the Texans are doing and, and how this year possibly looks. Like, this has to be at least a somewhat of a boost for Will Fuller. Like, if the Texans believe that he could be their real number one wide receiver – if that is in the realm of possibilities and this is a faith push for Fuller that he could take that next step and be their one, if that's what O'Brien believes, I'm not saying that he can or he will. If that's what he believes and he's going to get the target share that, that DeAndre Hopkins possibly got, or if this is a committee, or if, if the fact of the Texans put this much and push the chips in and saying we still believe, obviously they still believe that David Johnson still has juice. They're gonna utilize him, and they're going to they're going to feed this dude volume. And if we try to understand at least for a second, get inside the mindset of what the Texans are possibly going to look like, and what these moves really say about how they view their offense going into the year, then some of these guys, depending on because everybody wants to trash on it like the Colts and stuff, these guys are going to be values in some spots if some of these things happen 
and they get volume or if we're trying to understand what the team is thinking. So 100%. I, I guess from the from each perspective, I think looking at the 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 Houston side, I, I think Will Fuller's value is gonna skyrocket much higher than what it would have been. Like I think you could see him going in the third, fourth round type type area. Whoa. Which I th- I think it would he would have been like a seven. No, 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 Will no, he no. get that high as much yes. as people hate that on him and in his injuries? I think as we get it's I mean, really gonna ultimately he, I'll put, put I'll put a tw- I'm just throwing what, it out there because if, I put a tweet out there about talking about go to get him in Dynasty and everybody trashed it. Like a lot of people are like, ah, he's hurt. And I'm like, it okay, really yeah, but it's going to repeat. depend. Thank it's you. really That's going to depend on what they do in the draft. If like, it, yeah, if they, if they don't, if, if they, they don't, roll out with this roster, if they roll out with this roster right now, like people are going to be like, who's he throwing the ball to? Right, because they, they signed Randall Cobb. Like, like how many team. slot wide receivers do you fucking need? Like, I, I don't know what they got going on there, but I mean, you, you have that. They yeah, still have Kenny Stills. But if, yeah, Kiki Kuti, but if they don't address. I'm sure that they looked at this and said, okay, we're going to move DeAndre Hopkins. You can say whatever it is, all the stuff that came out that Michael Irvin said, that, that if that stuff is true, fucking Bill O'Brien's a fucking even more of a douche. But I, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I don't know if any of that's true. <laughs> but regardless of that, like, if they, like, I feel like they probably look at this wide, this wide receiver class that's coming out. We've already talked about it a bunch with this, mm. with this wide receiver class. It's fucking loaded. And so they could, you know, if that's Rich. what they do, and, and they go out and they address it and they add, uh, Jalen Rager or something like that, whomever in this draft, because I, obviously I don't think they're going to be able to get anything. You know, they're not getting CD Lamb or Jerry Judy or anything like that. But if they add another an alpha wide receiver, then then that thing's changed. But if they don't and they head into the season with this group, then I think Will Fuller is definitely going to rise and rise and rise because people are going to naturally give him the DeAndre Hopkins targets and say, well, now he's going to be a 150 target guy yeah. if he can stay healthy. And I think that's where his seal, it's, he, he, he starts skyrocketing yeah. up for people where people start to push him up. And on the other side though, on the DeAndre Hopkins side, I think people should really probably think about pushing him down a little bit. Yep. Cause I do think that this is a, a, it, this is going to hurt his fantasy value. He is not going to be. Uh, I'm not saying it's like a what? drastic, but I do think. This what is are you talking about? I'm with Kev on this one. He's not getting the target share. I don't think he's getting that 30 percent target share. I'm with Kev on this. Because of Christian, you're going to drop him down. Damn it, Ryan! You're going to make me be with Kev on this. I'm with Kev. Because on this. I mean, no, yeah. but like, I mean, what what what, what, are, what are you basing that off of? Because like the the quarterback play is. Do you think like, that that he gets 150 targets straight up? Does he get the no, targets? Well, okay, they run, well, they run I, enough I, plays. I, I, would, I would take the under on 150, but I'd take the over on 125. On with, it. with Larry like, Fitz and, and Christian Kirk also there, well, unless Fitz. they're running four wide. The, Fitz ain't. I mean, come on now. Fitz is gonna be, I, it doesn't But when it comes down to it, go around. Like, like, no, but I'm saying you're still going to get somebody who's going to get 125 targets in a potent offense that now. But the that, payoff on his I, I think the, main and the thing, hype, he's going to have to get 12, 12 touchdowns at least to pay off on he, his and he, he can. He he's can not going to ball. DeAndre Hopkins is still going to be dude, a this, top five wide receiver that's drafted. And dude, if he doesn't dude, hit Kyler, that, then you're, you're drafting listen, him at his ceiling probably. This dude, Kyler, saying, had a rookie. This dude, Kyler, at a rookie, was making this offense light up as a rookie. Get down the field, stay in games, putting up points. So now you put a prolific wide receiver with him, with that boy Kirk. I think the real person that it affects from a fantasy standpoint is the Kenyon Drake, who was busting off these crazy 200 yard games and everything like that. When they get into the red zone, they're going to feed hop. 
Hop is going to come in there. He's going to bring in a whole different change of culture for this team. Him and Larry being together, they are go- they are going to try and make this team playoff caliber. And this is a guy that you you know you invested in heavily. You showed that you want him there. He this dude's getting the ball. This dude is getting the damn ball from Cliff and Kyler, and it's going to be money for DeAndre. I mean, this dude has played with bums his whole career. Bummy-ass dudes until Deshaun Watson got there was still putting up numbers. <laughs> now you're putting them with the young boy, Kyler, Listen, and, and Arizona, and that dope? Yeah, but my thing, my thing with all of it, Ryan, is that I think you're drafting him at his ceiling and that 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 that's yeah, my yeah. worry but with people, it. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying DeAndre Hopkins is now like uh, why I, I, I think I think Ben hold on what, I need to put down here. I think Ben has a question. No, he put, a, he no, put his hand up. He was being like, no, "No, I just this is who I, I, I'm. I'm just trying to wrap my head around it because I'm kind of in the middle. But like, no, I want to unwrap this because I'm. I, I don't know what I think. Like, I just looked. Larry Fitzgerald saw 102 targets last year. Christian Kirk saw 98. So I guess are you guys coming from it from the standpoint that you just continue to see that be spread out somewhat evenly yep. because yes. they they run enough yes. plays. Yes. They run enough plays for the targets to be there and um. As as much as I love Christian Kirk, and I think that this is actually really helpful for him because I think having a guy like Hopkins on the outside that actually allows Kirk to basically be the type of receiver that I think he his strengths are, which is, yes, he can be on the outside, but also kind of be, be the Chris Godwin type where he can win in the middle of the field and do it a little bit more as well. Yes, Fitzgerald is still there. That doesn't help him. But Fitzgerald is so – he's so old. He's, he's going to continue to just be an ancillary piece and not be a primary piece. So Fitzgerald – I don't see as that much of a competition. And yes, I think it helps Kirk, but I think it helps Kirk because Hopkins is so good on the outside. Like he's still the alpha. So I think just talking this out, like the targets are still going to be there and, and Hopkins is still going to be very valuable. The question, and I guess this is where you guys are taking it is yeah. A value at the top of the draft board. You know, we, you know, we can pull, you know, split hairs all day, but I guess that's the importance of this right here is, is he wide receiver four? Is he wide receiver eight? That's a big difference at the end of the day. I guess that's where you guys are coming from. Yeah. I think you're drafting him probably at his ceiling. And if he doesn't pay off that, then it's, it's, it's for me. How is he not paying off that though? He was paying off on that with bum ass dudes at quarterback. But he was the only getting. But his target share well, was for, insane, Ryan. Like he's not going to get that. that. Like that he's going to really need the, the touchdowns. Okay, so, like you're talking about, saying, he's going to have to hit twelve to fifteen touchdowns. You got Larry Fitzgerald targets last year. So that that to me is yeah, promising. Fitz had hundred targets. Larry, Larry Fitzgerald getting a hundo right there. That's promising because we know he's on the decline. Hop is on rise at the time. He's still in his prime. He's going to run so his you, course you out there. He's still not going to be good and get a hundred targets. You can only throw it so many damn times. That's what I'm saying. These dudes like Andy is a Bella, Farrell Cooper, Keyshawn Johnson, hey, Demir Bird. Andy Isabella was a like, second round pick. Gone last year. So like, like he has draft capital. But I'm like, saying, I, I think but I'm he's saying gonna be they're going to get and those targets are going to go somewhere. And the Cliff they're going to go to Kingsbury offense. Now. The Cliff Kingsbury offense. They love running four wide receiver, four wide receiver sets. Like that number is going to go higher, much higher than it was last year when they were out there running out Tabari Bird and Trent Sherfield and all these dudes. Right? It's going to be Hop. It's going to be it's going to be Kirk. It's going to be Larry Fitzgerald, and it's going to 
going to be Andy Isabella, right? Well, we don't know it's going to be Andy Isabella. He never played last year, so that's we don't know that. Yeah, he had he had, he had some Hakeem opportunity. Butler, he, scored baby. A, he scored a long touchdown, but he didn't. I want it to be Andy Isabella, but let's but, not sit here and say that confidently. We don't know that. Well, all right. So let's unpack this a little bit. I love Ben's point, and I think Kev was already weighing in on this as well. I love the idea of getting Kirk and targeting Kirk for the fact that with this depth chart, if it's improved and they run four wide more often, then then you're going to have double slots of Fitz and Kirk. And I don't think you're going to have – I think I, I, that's where I think if this improves this depth chart to where, like y'all are talking about, we see more base set four wide. That's where I think you give the push to Kirk. Because if he has the juice and he plays and he gets around the oh. same amount of targets or if he commands more targets than fits, then I think he is going to be the best value out of all of these yeah. guys. So 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 Hopkins in the second, Kirk in the seventh. You'll take Kirk in the seventh. Yes. Cause because let's be real, Kirk is gonna be the, you know, this offseason. Because because Chris here's, Godwin, the, here's right? the thing. He's got if, right? if Hopkins gets a hundred and hundred and twenty targets. Can we not say like what can Christian Kirk get a hundred, and that and that not be that far of a split outside of touchdown variance? No, I'm with you. I think first like, glance, I would rather have Christian Kirk too. I love him as a player. I think the value will be somewhat nice. Although I think he's going to skyrocket up boards. He's going to be this year's Godwin. But 120. Larry Fitzgerald just had a hundred targets. Larry Fitzgerald's great. He's old as hell. You mean to tell me that Hopkins isn't coming in here and at least getting one? 35, at least 135. Come on. Come on, Derek. At least. No, and, and, that, that, and, that's and, and what is he doing man. with those 135s, too? A because lot. They're, like you said, it is going to be muddled. But it when they get into the red zone, yo, I think you can, you can rely. It depends on how I, I they use them. You enough. need the touchdowns, man. You need the touchdowns. Because sure. we saw and last I, I, year, Hopkins didn't have those massive ceiling games last year. He had great. He had good games. We did not see DeAndre Hopkins like smash and grab and just totally win you weeks last year. That didn't happen. I don't. I don't. I don't think we know really where he's at I mean, because a lot of the season last year we kept wondering why are they not pushing the ball down the field to DeAndre Hopkins? He was why used in a different pushing? manner too. He wasn't used. He deep was down using the field. as a short intermediate target, yes, like as a possession guy. Being, they were not so, pushing so, it down the field. So can he not be used better? He can't. In I, I, he can. I, I, I think he can. Totally sure. But the, the point is, it's not going to take much from him, for him to go from where he's going to be drafted as probably the okay. Are you drafting? Are, are, ta- are, are you taking Michael Thomas on? Michael Thomas. Okay. Are you taking DeAndre or uh, Devonte Adams over him? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'll take are you Devontae. taking Tyree Kill over him? I don't know. Yes. yes. Without I, a shadow I, I, of a doubt. I don't know. Yes. That's that's questionable. I'll take Tyreek over him. I will. Like, yep. where do you I'll get an order sure. of, of okay. wide receivers of, of where then you take DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, he's, he's like he's, he's like he's a wide receiver. See, and, I, and that, that that's that's where I'm that's me, where I'm I at. Mean, on to him. Me, I don't he think is. he's top because five. He he just he has a proven track record of doing it with with offenses that aren't designed to accommodate him. Like already, before before we saw Bob be there, like he he was doing this stuff before. Before we saw what Deshaun, what he could do with the Deshaun type quarterback. Okay, so now you take a Kyler who, in his rookie season, is passing 542 times, right? 
And in an offense that is is lighting up now that they found lightning in a bottle with Kenyon Drake midseason, mind you, this offense is going to be moving. They're going to have more possessions on the field. And when you're looking at guys like Larry Fitzgerald and, and I don't I mean, yeah, they're going to be running four wide receiver sets. Sure. But like it, he's going to learn that he can just throw this thing up to DeAndre and DeAndre's going to come down with it. Like he's going I, I think that as Kyler starts to, you know, grab this rapport with DeAndre, I think that could definitely help. And I'm going to take take a risk on gambling that DeAndre's in this new system that is an offensive, you, you know, fast-paced system and can do more than what you're saying his ceiling is, Derek, because I think that we really don't even know what his ceiling can be because we haven't seen him in this type of offense like this. Ryan, and Larry Fitzgerald is going to start – I mean, it's just he's he's still a wide receiver one. I think he's top five to me. I would I would take him. I would be happy with him being my number one wide receiver. And I think that you might be even be able to get him in the second round turn, which Ooh, I think no. would be fantastic. He's not. If, he's not other, leaving the first things, round, man. He's not going to leave it. Well, no, because Hopkins run, isn't because leaving the first round. Because running backs are going to be a, a key as as they always are. So I think, like, I think, I think the hype is going to be deafening, dude. I mean, like, look, this has only happened in one, like we've had like what one two days to to kind of diagnosis. I think as right. we go through the off season, we've already seen like Kyler is getting all kinds of love and deservedly so. I think this is more of a push and it helps Kyler than it helps DeAndre. Oh, Hopkins. for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I just big like I, dude, I. I I yeah. love DeAndre, yeah, but my sure. whole point is that I think the hype is going to make DeAndre Hopkins. People are going to draft this dude top three. It's I, I that's mm-hmm. that's where I'm at, and at that yeah. price, I mean, like I'm just I'm not man. Like yeah, I I, I love DeAndre, and I think he's going to be seven, a wide I'd, receiver. I'd be he's going to be a top twelve. He will be a top twelve. But if people draft him as a top three, I'm out. And 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 that's and that's it. My official stance: I side with Ryan. I absolutely think you can still argue him as the wide receiver three. I'm not saying he's that guy. I think you can argue it. So that there's the splitting hairs. There's the difference. But if I'm drafting a guy as the in the top, so here's my whole thing: if I'm drafting a guy as a top three wide receiver, I want, want him to have no, no, no. I want him to have the ability to hit a ceiling to be the number one. To be last year's Michael Thomas. I, yeah, dra- I agree with that. That's what I want. If I'm drafting that guy there, I want the ceiling of him being the unquestioned number one wide receiver in all of fantasy. And I don't see the ceiling right there for DeAndre. Want, that's my whole thing. I want the consistency and I want the chance to also have what you just said. Why why can't DeAndre Hopkins have both of those? Uh, anyways, we're, we're I don't. I don't here. think he gets enough I targets to be number one. I don't think he gets enough targets to be number one. Does any? And we can take this around the room. Does anybody think that he has the true ceiling to be the number one wide receiver in all of fantasy football in twenty twenty? I don't. Yeah, yeah, I do. Do I think? Do I think there's a path? Sure. I mean, I, anything could happen, right? Like they could have some injuries and things could happen. Like, like it, it's possible, but I think it's, mu- I, I don't think it's as high and I wouldn't put, cause if you're going to lower his targets and I think that I think you should, I don't think you can expect a 30% target share for him in this offense. I think it's much more, 
I think 25% is probably a, a better area probably to, to expect for him. And if you're going to take that away, then you need to ask for him to be efficient. Somebody like a Tyree Kill is right. Like Tyree Kill doesn't need volume. Tyree Kill does not need 150 targets to be the number one wide receiver. He doesn't need that. And that's DeAndre Hopkins doesn't have that. So if you're taking some targets away from him, you should naturally knock him down a little bit. Again, I'm not saying I hate DeAndre Hopkins. I think DeAndre Hopkins, nobody should draft him because I'm just saying I think he is going to be overdrafted versus what his value is because I don't think realistically I don't think nine times I don't think more often than not that, that he's going to be able to to be able to outproduce or hit that ceiling so that is my problem with him Cody and Nate what do you guys think I, I mean, yeah I mean for for him to hit wide receiver one there there is a path like Kev said but that's going to have to come on absurd efficiency and a lot of uh a lot of touchdowns um, Kev, you mentioned the 25% uh, target share f- uh, for Hop dropping down. Just to give you an idea, that was the area of Julio, Keenan Allen, uh, Julian Edelman, Cortland Sutton, and Odell all had 25% of the uh, of their team's target share last year. But yeah, um, by Christian Kirk and Dynasty Leagues. That is, I, I still think, I, I still think uh, D Hop is a he's still an elite. Uh, wide receiver asset in redraft and dynasty. Um, but for me, I'm going to be going out and targeting Christian Kirk heavily in, in dynasty leagues. Cause I think this is going to depress his price a, a little bit. Love it. Yep. Agree. Yeah. Nate, what say you? I, I like it. I still like him a lot. Um, Kyler Murray was ninth in the league in passing attempts last year. I think that only goes up this year. Uh, remember, everybody was saying that the Arizona Cardinals are going to have this super high speed. They're going to run 90 plays a game. Uh, they didn't quite reach it because they weren't very good. But I think that in year two in the Kingsbury offense and having more talent on the field, they might get closer to that that play volume, which is going to – I'll take 25% of a, a, an 80-plus play, 80-90-plus uh, play team any, any day of the week. So – I, I, of course, it depends on cost, Eric. You're absolutely right, but I, I think that this is a great move for both Hop and for uh, Kyler Murray and the, the Cardinals in general. Yeah, I don't think we've seen Cliff's offense fully implemented yet, and I think no. that'll be interesting to see if we if we get that this year. No, I think he We're figured out really quickly that he didn't have he didn't have the personnel to do that, and he changed it yeah. very very quickly. Right. But I think if you do buy into it, you have to believe that if if and I'll yeah. give the other side of the narrative. If you buy into it, you have to believe that, that the Cardinals run more plays. You have to believe that they run mm-hmm. faster because, to me, that's the only way that that DeAndre Hopkins pays off that out, outside of just massive, massive touchdowns. Well, um, where, where that, were they in pace last year? They, I've, I'd have to go back and look at it, Ben. I, I know they dropped off as the year went on after after they went out of like four into three wide more. They they were more middle of the pack. Um, I know they were leading it uh, in terms of pace over the first few weeks, and then Cliff realized, oh, sh- we don't have the guy. <laughs> we we ain't got the guys to do that, man. Bird is not going to oh. work. So the other side of this, if that defense is any better this year, we could see that pace not play off as much as well because they they ran the ball really really well. But by the way. Uh, let's keep in mind that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be fighting with targets with Dan Arnold, so we have to keep that. In oh! Mind. <laughs> oh! Thanksgiving goat. Any chance he can slip yeah, it in? Any baby. chance he can slip it in? Um, 
right. no, I mean, yeah, I'm interested to see. I'm I'm interested to see it play out. I will say though that they're probably playing for the number two because Michael Thomas got this shit on lock. Yeah, like thanks. Michael Thomas is number one, and then after that, you're just looking Michael for Thomas number two who can come close. So, all right, we can stop um, the pod right here. Michael Thomas, love, we good, we good, we out. <laughs> Let's um, run it back a third time, Michael Thomas season. Mm, mm, mm. So, so yeah. I, while we're sticking on wide receivers, um, before we move on though, was it, did was there any running? We kind of just segued into the hop nope. and moved into wide receiver. Nope. Nothing else to talk about running backs. Mel Gordon, you better sign. You better sign quick, baby, because your landing spots are drying up, son. Keep, keep him off the Broncos. I'm good. I I don't I don't <laughs> no, I don't want I don't want any exposure to him. The Broncos regardless. are going to draft like AJ Dillon or something like that. That's what's going to end up happening. Oh Melvin, <laughs> don't put I, that I don't hate know. on that guy. I don't know if that's Jeez, good or bad. Kev, that's Melvin savage, Gordon. dude. Is that bad? Yeah. Melvin Gordon really fucked up. I'm sorry, Melvin. He damn yeah. They they, um, I, I, they, they you know, you know they Jordan they Howard is going to get drafted too high. Like right, like it's oh going to happen. God, people dude. are going to like. Jeremy Hill 2.0. I already have people up in my mentions about talking about how Jordan Howard is. uh, Get out of here, man. Good God. uh, Lamar Miller bounce back. Lamar Miller bounce back year. Are we curious to see where he's landing or is it just. I don't know if you ever even see him in the NFL again. Be honest. Yep. The balloons losing air. Yep. Damn. Everybody up on. All right, let's get let's keep it rolling with the interesting Nate topics. Like high uh, five, Stefan Diggs right now. He can almost <laughs> high five. he's right up all up oh, in yeah. his girl. Well, we probably should all talk about his girl. Not only are we blocking entirely my Twitter handle. Guess I'm not getting any followers tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. First last name F F baby. This up, not me. Well, we yeah. have the. Uh, First we, name, last name. We, can we move? Can we move Diggs to cover Ben? Because my my name ain't doing shit. So, yeah, right in the middle. I'll just move. Just, and listen, my Twitter ben. account isn't providing any value either. Let's y'all can put Steph Diggs right over my face. I'm fine with it. Anybody would have looked at me anyway. <laughs> so um, the, the, the early well, the early thoughts though on the Steph Diggs thing is like everybody hates it. Everybody thinks it's a terrible move for him. Move him way down. Do well, not have any love for him. Josh Allen is still the bum that if everybody. If he wasn't happy he in is. Minnesota, jokes on his situation you. just got worse. So, I but but see the thing though with Steph, Stephon Diggs though Stephon Diggs again is not a guy who who necessarily lives off volume, right? Like he's much more has been an efficient wide receiver who has sure. you know been able to take the ball deep. He's, we already know that he's one of the best route runners in the league. So like I don't know if this really hurts him all that much. Like people are acting like that he's dead. Drop him down. Drop I don't him think down. he's dead, Kev. So, but I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm, my take is gonna be very succinct, and then I'm gonna hand it over to you there, Ben. I want Steph Diggs in best ball. Pass that. I don't want any exposure. That's I where just, I'm at. Well, I just want to ask a question. So. DeAndre Hopkins stock down because he's not going to get the volume, Kev. But Stephon Diggs, oh, volume doesn't matter. He's he's going to be great with efficiency because like, he's been efficient. One. I mean, pick again, one. I, my, my point is with him is is that I don't think that he is somebody that I'm not like, and I'm not bumping him up either. Like it, I don't mean that. Like I don't think he's his value is rising now going to Buffalo. I think you could maybe make an argument because they don't have an Adam Thielen there. When Adam Thielen played, it, it obviously hurt him at times. And, I mean, John Brown, you know, I love John Brown, but John Brown's not going to really stop. If they invested all this, Buffalo gave up a haul, a haul to, to, to get Stefan Diggs. Like, Stefan Diggs is going to be the number one in this offense. It was stupid. It was stupid. You could have gone out there and just traded peanuts to get D-Hop. 
Yes, I'm not arguing that. Okay. I never said Straight that, that Frank the, Gore the, the, okay. the, they gave up. No, no, I'm just saying he is certainly going to be the number one in this offense. But how low do you think he goes? Like with the hate? Like does he? How low do you think he? Goes I think he with could end hate? up going wide receiver 24, 25, 26 range somewhere in there. Like mm-hmm. I think he could end up being a wide receiver three. Versus being, you know, and still, I'll take him in best ball, like Derek. I mean, Kev, same question. So we're talking about, weeks. we're talking about, oh, Hopkins, he's coming in, and you know, he's going to have to share the wealth. He's not the number one alpha, but we're going to sit here and act like Stefan Diggs is walking in the door and he's the number one alpha. And I'm not saying he's not, but it's like, it's like you're choosing your narrative. Obviously, Hopkins is walking in as the alpha. Mm-hmm. So if Diggs is, Hopkins is. I love Diggs, but let's not sit here and act like when John Brown's healthy, he's not a really good receiver either. So now Diggs has to battle with for targets with John Brown on a team that doesn't throw the ball that much. And, oh, by the way, when Josh Allen throws, he's not accurate. Let's be honest and stop kidding ourselves. He's not a good quarterback. He's good for fantasy because he runs, and I like the way he plays. He's fun to watch. I'm not saying he's not, but he's not a good NFL quarterback. Let's let's not and that's jump. That's let's what hurts kid. all of his pass catchers is because when they My get point- in close – he gets the touchdowns and it makes him great for fantasy. Yeah. And it hurts all right. of his wide receivers because when they get in close, they don't throw. 100%. And even if they do Stephon try Diggs, to throw, he's he their goal linebacker. He's their goal he, linebacker. Stephon Diggs better be hoping up there drawing up some flea flicker plays that they did with John Brown in the playoffs. And that's how he's getting the ball because John Brown's still going to go out there. He's going to get four in 84 and 101 or whatever. Yes, I mean, thank you. Out the gate and, and paying off of his value. Like Stefan Diggs is going to be so frustrated by week four. I can't wait for the memes and the tantrums on the sideline. Give line. me all of it. Because in best ball, if he's though, not man. happy with Kirk Cousins, how is he no, going to be fine. happy? That's his fine. situation just got worse. It's he's going to no, have best ball's fine because you, you are going to have those Dude, weeks for sure. He's going to have some you great weeks like a DFS oh, yeah. and a best ball. Yes. Oh yeah. man, with yeah, that matchup is right. But when they play a so garbage team, though. Stephon Diggs is going to stack three tutties, baby. Yes, and we're all going to be like – Yeah, 100%. He's incredible, but yeah. he's going to be super frustrating to own. Um, I will stand by that. And it's because he, of the situation. He, he will be. The spike he was, weeks, he was the frustrating spike to own in Minnesota. He the spike weeks are going to prop up his that, whole season-long numbers. The spike weeks will prop up his season-long numbers. How, how does this help for Which fantasy? The same thing he doesn't have a good quarterback, Minnesota, and he's right? on a team that doesn't throw a Fair. lot and doesn't need to throw yeah. a lot. That's not a recipe for success. This is the same yeah, thing yeah. that happened to him, though, in Minnesota, right? Because, I mean, last year, he first three, four weeks of the season, then he goes out and has a nuclear game. And uh, that, 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 that's pretty much been Stefan Diggs throughout mm-hmm. his career. Very high, very high, You have peaks and valleys with him through the entire time. My only point was not that I think that people should be running out and trying to buy him. It's just that I don't think that pe- people are, as soon as it happened, they automatically have done exactly what you guys have done. And Josh Allen's an absolute bum. He's a scrub. He's, they're not going to be able to get him the ball. He's going to throw a tipper tantrum. He's going to be pissed the entire time, which is, which is totally possible. But I'm just not in the, in the, in the same – I'm not in the same group that I think that all of a sudden now that he's going to be like a wide receiver three and that's where you should value him. Like I still think he's fine as a mid-level wide receiver two. Uh, I think in that 18 to 20 range, I think he's still fine there in that range because of, of, of everything else. That's where I'm at with it. I'm not saying that you should be boosting him up any because I don't. I don't think right. this – but I also don't think this is such a terrible spot. Everybody acts like you go to Buffalo to die – and I think John Brown, we saw a little bit last year with him. They don't really have anybody else. They have him and Cole Beasley and Dawson Knox. 
And so you add another weapon there. Can Josh Allen take another step? We know that the AFC East is one of the worst divisions in all of football. I know they're trying to change that a little bit. But right now, it, nothing looks worse. The Patriots arguably are going to be worse than what they were last year. So in this division, they should have an easier path to be able to do some of that. So again, that's just kind of my point, is that I, I just think that people are going too far with the stuff on Diggs hate. Not that I think that he should be valued higher, because I don't. If you want to knock him down a couple spots, two or three spots, whatever, four spots, whatever, fine. But people are acting like this guy is dead to them because because now he's went to Buffalo. I, I like I like the player and and like Derek said, I mean, I, I don't play best ball as, as much as some of the rest of you guys, but in DFS, like I'll definitely be targeting him um because of the salary relief that I'm sure that you'll be able to get from him, especially later on in the in the year. But as far as my redraft team, I don't want somebody going out there in an offense that is run first, first of all, and, and has a good one back to do so, has a good quarterback to do so. Um, and it has another wide receiver who's going to pop off at any time um, in John Brown to have Stefan Diggs. And he, he is going to go up because we know we know how guys go into the draft in our home leagues. Right. Like they're going to have the depth chart and they're going to say, oh, Stefan Diggs is on the bills now. Like he, he's on this team, like his ADP is going to start to go up as we as we creep closer to when we're doing redraft. So I, I, I don't want to take him in that range that you're talking about, Kevin, the 18, 20. Yeah. Like I'd rather have a guy like Calvin Ridley on my team than a guy like Stefan oh, Diggs from fantasy easily. purposes. Easily. So, easily. um, Ryan, I, I know, I know it there. Let's go. Um, <laughs> and, and Cole, Cole Beasley's still on the team, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, don't talk about Cole Beasley. That, no. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, that dude's not going away. They have a role for Alan Robinson. Al Robinson or Stefan Diggs? Alan Robinson. Alan Robinson. Alan Robinson, Robinson. Robinson for sure. Yeah. Um, here, here's the other thing. Cause people play in all different types of fantasy leagues, myself included standard leagues. Okay, that's where you want to look at Bills receivers like that because they can put up yards and they can score long touchdowns, which is great. But to I think a lot of our points, it's also hit or miss on a week to week basis, which is oh, why sure, he'll be very sure. frustrated. He's going to be frustrating. But standard mm-hmm. leagues, that's per- a perfect fit for Josh Allen. So I think there's a parallel just to harken back here for a second, not to restir up the beehive. I think that there's a parallel between D hop and, and Diggs that I think both of these moves are better for the quarterbacks and make me want to aggressively target these quarterbacks yeah. Yeah. over touching the wide receivers. That's a great point. Great point. Real quick. My thing with, uh, my thing with Diggs is wh- what is he known for? He's known. I for like the game. previous uh, graphic, by the way, Kev, that was a good one. <laughs> I like how right now, Robbie Anderson and Amari Cooper are just making like a little window. Um, <laughs> Nate's cuddling. <laughs> Nate's he's face. cuddling. That's perfect. Hey, go ahead. Hey, you're he's not even playing Middle Spoon. He's playing Middle Spoon, baby. That's all right. I don't really have anything to say. No, you, yes, it's, you do. Stu- <laughs> it's stupid anyway. It's dumb. I don't want to say it. <laughs> the type of player that Stefan Diggs is, I want to hear it. I was yes. Uh, route route running technician, right? Yes. Separation, getting open. So my thing with this, like I like Kevin's saying, I'm not knocking him down you know, 14 spots or anything like that. But last year, uh, Kirk Cousins, third overall, according to PFF, and adjusted completion percentage out of 27 quarterbacks on this list here. Um, Josh Allen was at 22nd out of 27. So yeah, that's yeah. that's my big thing is just with Josh Allen, his accuracy issues. Um, and even last year, I think it was among quarterbacks with 350 dropbacks. Josh Allen was 30th out of 30. And I mean, obviously this year he he improved a little bit, but I just don't see him being a super accurate guy. And with Diggs and his 
with his uh, I don't know what that was um, with his route running that he he needs a he needs a, an accurate quarterback. I think they would have been better off going and getting somebody like a T Higgins who can jump eight feet in the air to be able to mm. catch some of those balls that mm. Josh Allen is going to be air mailing. Mm. Before. Listen, I'll tell you somebody I'd rather have Adam Thielen. Damn you, beat me to it. <laughs> Adam Thielen, oh, Penny Stills, there. What do you Penny guys think Stills, they do in the draft, Fuller. though? And are, are they 100% Irv Smith. locked in like taking Irv a wide receiver early? 100%, no doubt. Uh, I, think, I mean, if yeah. they do, they're dumb because you just traded away Stephon Diggs, one of the I best think, I mean, well, well, it, who? So is this going to be Adam Thielen? I mean, uh, they also spend. added, uh, what, what's his name? Mm-hmm. Um, the Johnson dude. I mean, that, that's pretty much all they have. Well, well, what all, yeah. All what all picks yeah, they have nothing. The they have nothing have. there. They have what nothing all there. They need the Vikings receiver. have? Like, what? That's what I, I'm I, saying. I they have no choice but to take a wide receiver early. I don't. Mm, they should play Irv the Smith at receiver. That's how good the most. The depth are. of this class, though, I'd like. I, I'd have to go back and look at what the picks the Vikings have because if the trench players push wide receivers, I think wide receivers there is a, a path to wide receivers getting pushed down in this class. I mean, in the in in. In the draft, know, so, yeah, people are saying like seven wide receivers could go in the first round. Like, yeah, come on, I don't think that but, happens. But I mean, Denzel Mims, like, Denzel Mims in Minnesota, like that, that, that doesn't make that's my thing. Like six could to Denzel midnight, Mims real go quick? in the second round. Could they grab Denzel Mims, trade up, and get yeah. him in the second round? That I think can happen. I don't think that they. probably – I'm not saying I wasn't asking. Are they going to take one in the first? I'm saying oh, are they yeah. going to take one in the day one, day two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now yes. that I'm I on think board, that, that happens. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that, they have that to take somebody. They're they, right. They, 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 they have two, I think they, 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 they need to take now. a corner in the first round if if a guy is there. That's what I think. They the have two is. firsts now, and they don't have any pick yeah, until the third. They don't have a second round. Okay, so the, so they, they they could either a trade back to acquire more picks out of the first, and then they should take Tyler Johnson. Oh man. Okay. So, so I was gonna ask though. So <laughs> he's got him all sorts of work up. Yeah, no, 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 I was gonna ask Cody. Listen, that's that's the highlight of my night. He just stopped him and said, "It's like he Tyler, was like. Oh my I God. mean, you just absolutely just that, shook that man. So I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask Cody, right?" So, <laughs> oh, <dang. laughs> he got shook. Ben shook him with hey. a sentence. I mean, Ben literally said it, and Kev goes, and and I, I still don't know if he was thinking positively or negatively. I don't know. What I don't thinking. either. He can't stop. He can't even. Get I think out I think now. Tyler Johnson. I mean, let's be honest. Like Tyler Johnson is like what a fifth, sixth round pick. May go undrafted yeah. at this point. As bad as bad as things are trading for him. My question was going to be though. God damn it. If they if they take a if they take a wide receiver in the first round, where do you guys put him in terms of rookie in terms of your rookie drafts? Where would you oh, put high. that guy? So if Denzel Mims goes to the Vikings, knowing the fact that Adam Thielen is getting old, I mean Adam Thielen's what, 31, 32? 30. He's definitely 30. he's definitely past 30. I think he's either 31 or 32. So he's definitely getting older. So whoever whomever they draft, <laughs> as long as they don't make a Laquan Trevor mistake again, where would you where where would you take mm. him? I think he's. I mean, I just took him in um, uh, an expert mock. I took him at the end of the first. I think he's. I think he's going to fall at the end of the first. And at me, like at you're sitting there at one, depending on what's gone ahead of you uh, and how this NFL draft falls. If I'm sitting there like anywhere between like one ten to one twelve in a dynasty draft, eh, I'll take Mims. It's all good if he goes there. Yeah, I think it's and- where he's going to go, kind of regardless, unless he gets like some kind of crazy. Draft stock that we're we're not really foreseeing. Well, running backs, if the running backs all get squashed and somehow like they all end up at committees or 
you know what I'm saying? Like if if they don't all end up in pristine spots and that gets shaken up some, then I think maybe he gains a little more steam and he gets up into that 108 spot. But I don't. Yeah, see I don't him see him going, going too much higher than that. Yeah, I, I still think doesn't. he's going to be in that eight to twelve range. Eight being best case scenario. And I think just in yeah. general, it's fun yeah. to look at Kev like you're doing like spots like this where obviously the wide receiver depth chart in Minnesota is trash. And Kirk Cousins, sure. although he's you know hmm. uh, kind of boring, he's still do not hate good. on Man Van. You are not going to do that here, Ben. Listen, not with me here. Kirk Cousins has been my guy. He, he I can, love Kirk. He can get the ball to the to the receivers. So um, yeah, whoever <laughs> go, who <laughs> and that hashtag analysis. So whoever goes uh, there, <laughs> as long as it's is, as long you as you belong on ESPN, my friend. I know, uh, yeah, man. I do. Give me, a, give me a spot. Whoever Good goes there, spot. as long as it's someone that's kind of legit, like, yeah, they should be in that back of the first, second uh, conversation in rookie drafts, absolutely, because there's playing time to be had 100%. Mm-hmm. Irv Smith, though. Yo, as far as the rest of these wide receivers no one, that are no that are knows. out there, it, you're done. Baby. I agree, man. Um, as far as all the rest there, of these there, receivers. Been, I mean, Amari Cooper returned to Dallas, well, right? But we're still waiting on a lot of these other moves. The Randall Cobb No, but I was going to say, like, where, where where are we trying to see some of these guys land out? I mean, we I got still want to see Robbie Anderson in Green Bay. I think Robbie Anderson in Green Bay. Oh, my God. Would Please. That would be Philly. incredible. Yeah, that would be let stuck. Alan Lazard live or, in Green there's Bay. There's also there's also I know Derek I put, loves some Rashad 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 yeah. Perry. <laughs> Get it out. Get it out. Kevin just took it through all the low. He just shook himself. Rashad Perryman. <laughs> let's I want to see him in uh yeah. some red gold with with the arrowhead on the side of his helmet. That's why I, I, I like that. Mm. I yeah. like that because why I not? think uh I think Perriman brings a different skill set. That's why I like him in Green Bay, too, because I think he brings a speed element. I don't think he's going to command the amount of money that Robbie Anderson is going to command because For sure. we've only seen Perriman do it in spurts, and everybody wants to write the guy off because, oh, he's a bust, he's a bum, he's Kevin White, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and and I'm not going to say that, but the guy, like, let's give the guy some some credence to the fact that, like, in the Mike Evans role, the dude balled out. Like, he he had, in a small sample, yes, he's only 26. He's the same age as Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson has off-field issues every single time that, like, when the NFL season stops, he has extra time. He goes out and does something absolutely just stupid. And I, I don't think that people are going like I, I've never really bought into all this Robbie Anderson love. Like, can the guy fly on the field? Sure. Is he a well-rounded wide receiver and he deserves whatever contract he's probably going to get? Hell no. I'm just I'm I'm not about it, man. I, I, I don't Derek. I don't see it. And, Give me the value of Brashad Perryman over the contract that Robbie will get. Yes. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But the other part about all of this too is that even if we want to dice up too. Wide receivers changing teams. How many of those guys hit? Like as much as we want to like throw yeah. shade, throw love at these guys. Right. right. Changing teams, new systems, new quarterbacks, new everything. How mm-hmm. many of these guys actually pan out in right. that season where they sign somewhere different? And I'm very, of that. very few. Like I really want to go back and do like only. a ten year study on this. Like, yeah, all yeah, these free cool. agent guys, and it's, be like, it's only the did they it's only actually the ever pay off, and what's A-Rob, the hit rate on that? Because it's, it's I think the there's elite. actually, I think there's actually probably more signal to the fact of if there's hype and a guy signs somewhere different, you avoid him. 
I know. Look how much Sammy Watkins fucked the Chiefs. I mean, he that dude is stealing money from the Chiefs at this point. I mean, so yeah. Super Bowl champion Sammy Watkins. He's the uh, respect on his name. Case study. Hey, do not hate on respect on his name. Do not hate on the Sam Bradford of wide receivers. Okay, just saying. I will say though. I will say though. He came up super super clutch in the playoffs. He came up clutch in the playoffs. Yeah. So. He Sammy Watkins. Matter. Sammy Watkins destroys and, zone defenses. That's and he up. was in the DFS lineups. I just didn't have the other playoff. Game. Playoff no, Sammy yeah. is always what he is. Um, <laughs> no, but so playoff. if we're if we're doing this, I can't I can't leave this podcast without saying yes. Emmanuel Sanders is old. However, um, I think that a um, contender should sign him. He's a yeah. effing stud. And he, I do think I do think there is some to look what happened at the end of the season, right? The 49ers literally never threw the ball. So, oh, Manu Sanders didn't do anything. He's old. He's boring. No, this dude still got it done last year, the year coming off, torn ACL at that age when he was given opportunities. So I'm just saying, look, not a great fantasy asset, yeah. whatever. I'm just saying a contending team should sign. Listen, M- Minnesota should sign him to replace Diggs. There you go. Here's some stability at a wide receiver, wide receiver two spot. Bring in a rookie. Like a team like that should sign Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, I, I can see Green Bay going take. after him too. Yes, I can see Green Bay yes. going after Emmanuel oh, Sanders. Yes. Too. Love that take. I mean, and, and you're going to get him at a pretty <laughs> relatively cheap price. And this dude is deal, a leader. He's, Max, he, he brings the the yeah. energy. I mean, he's yeah, yeah. He's great. well. If you look at all of his coverage metrics too, because I actually pulled this up this morning, and I was very surprised. If you look at how he performed versus zone man press, the guy was actually more productive versus man and press than he was versus zone. And to me, hmm. that's telling. That te- that tells me, dude's got juice. He can get off the line. He still can play. And if you can play, you can get open versus zone. That all that is is quarterback play. So give me the guy that can still get off the line, beat man, beat press, and, yeah, I'll take that value all day. So if he signs with a contender, if he signs with Green Bay and they throw the ball because they actually have somebody to throw the ball to outside of Devontae Adams, sure. Sign me up, baby. I'll take that that, uh, best ball flyer. Let's Let's go. go, Derek. I knew I fucking loved you, man. Yes. I'm down with it, dude. (laughs) Manny Sanders still has juice, man. That dude has defied all kinds of – all kinds of stuff. Gosh darn it, Emmanuel Sanders, Green Bay. Let's get it. I, yes. it has to happen. The uh, the only team that I've seen when I was reading through some stuff uh, leading up to the pod that was mutual interest was Dallas. Dallas, yeah. With Emmanuel Sanders, yeah. yeah oh, that'd be that, good dude. too. That'd be great. Let Michael Gallup live. Number one offense in football last year. I'm Dallas. okay with it. I. I think I'll have his weeks. Like I'll play him in DFS. I won't target him anywhere else. Probably. Yeah. Oh, he, if he, he ends would up be, in Dallas, he would be a fun tournament play then. I'm just like Randall Cobb. But, you know, go, it, it, he'd just be going out. on to a contender, helping out Dak franchise year for Dak. Well, that could be Dallas and contender. I don't know about that. They're losing a lot of guys, but I'm just going to throw some shade here. <laughs> hey, NFC is going to be fun, man. It's NFC, NFC's the, you know. AFC's got Mahomes and, and the Chiefs boys, but That's the it. NFC's open. Yeah, I a- mean, just AFC's slam as much up. money as you have down right now on the Chiefs to go back to the Super Bowl because yep. the AFC is a joke right now. It's just a yeah. joke. It's it's Casey hey. and Baltimore, Mahomes. and that's basically yeah. all you're running through. you got to run through those two teams. here, and then Baltimore is a little bit Mahomes, down Mahomes and Casey. <laughs> Mahomes and Casey had to knock on the door before they kicked it down. Uh, Lamar and Baltimore just knocked on the door. Will they kick it down? I don't know. 
Dude, Baltimore's making all kinds of good money moves. Yeah, uh, they, are. they are going to be a very good team if yes, they if are. they continue if Lamar Jackson continues to grow as a passer. Ooh, they Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, dude, they oh, yeah. That, I, I man, yeah. I'm I'm all about some Miles Boykin. I will be smashing that in all of my best balls because like if they that. feed that dude some targets. I like that. Did I mean we saw we he's he's the post hype guy. I. Give give me all Miles Boykin. I'm all about that life. I think that he has a Kenny Galladay kind of. I think he. I think he could be Kenny Galladay 2.0. Whoa, whoa, yeah. oh, man. Okay, dude, I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you. I'm now balling. He he played well when he got targets last year. All he needs is volume. The dude has. If you go look at his profile and like his athleticism, it, it's it's all. <laughs> Top end mm-hmm. stuff. He needs who, volume. Who would you rather have, Miles Boykin or Byron Pringle? Eh. Boykin, easy. That's what I'm. Because I, I don't think Ping. I don't think Pringle gets. Why was that started. question just asked? Because because as of right Once now, because, because we're in KC, baby. No, no, we're, we're no, in no. the KC. Once you pop the fun, don't stop. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You gotta get you gotta get in a fair quotient. But right now, he's likely gonna be the number three wide receiver. I mean, yes, they draft somebody, but I'm talking about as of right now, what we know. Sammy Watkins is definitely getting cut. They they need the money. So right now, Byron Pringle is the number three wide receiver in Kansas City. Because I think Boykin has a Over, ceiling. I think Boykin has a ceiling to be the that's one all there else there is, Ben. There's, There's no Demarcus either. It's, it's Tyler uh, Demarcus Robinson, Robinson gone? Is a free agent. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. But he's but still we're talking never, about obscure he's, wide receivers. I just thought I'd ask. But it will because because oh, here's that's the thing. Pringle right. will never vault above Tyreek and Kelsey. Can Boykin vault above Hollywood? It doesn't yeah. matter because the quarterbacks are in different stratospheres in terms of how they distribute the ball. Like Mahomes is uh, okay. Lamar threw a lot of touchdowns last year. Regression's going to hit hard. It, I'm sorry, it's he's true. a great he's a great quarterback, but for fantasy purposes, yeah, but he's not getting 9%. But do you want Lamar throwing to your receivers for fantasy purposes? I, I'm good. I'm straight. But am I going to take the 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 first maybe a first one a one b option for Lamar versus a third option for Mahomes? That's really oh, what you're down to. Honestly, I'll still take the third option. I'm not going <laughs> to. That's fair. And that, that's that's fair. That's fair. But I think there's a conversation to be had there too no, with that's talent, true. though. That's true. With talent. Listen, I what you just I, said I, about Boykin is is the the number one thing I'm taking away from this podcast. I'm being dead serious. Why are you knocking my boy Byron Pingle? And I like Miles Boykin. I really do. I th- I think that he could be sort of that diamond rough. But why are you knocking about? We we saw Pringle cut. I'm not, not, I'm not knocking, knocking him. Man. He's, he's Nobody's show, knocking him. Showdown money, like. But we're talking about Boykin versus Pringle. I'm gonna go Boykin. Hey, hey, you know, I, I get a little, uh, you know, I get a little defensive. Kevin is unbelievable. Going to defense for Byron Pringle. I cannot. I can't with this guy. That's the only way this gets <laughs> hey. brought up. Hey, Byron Pringle. All right. Shout out. All right. I think I think we're losing. I think we're losing. Uh, hey, let's move on to tight ends. How about that? You know, yeah. the, the best, the best, let's the best. Think, let's think. Uh, let's think with Baltimore because Baltimore made a move. They send uh, Hayden Hurst to Atlanta. Which is Hayden was- Hurst a top ten tight end? <laughs> go uh, can go somebody give me a list? Because uh, he, pro- he probably is. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, he, he, so, might, be. he might be. So right now, being being drafted, oh, Kittle, you, Kelsey, Ingram, Andrews, Ertz, Hooper, Henry, Waller, Hawkinson, and Noah Fant is at the the ten spot. I, th- I think Hurst is the top uh, ten based off that list because I think there's guys in that list that easily drop out. I think Waller's going to drop big. 
Really? Jason, what, Jason, Jason Wynn? Wynn? <laughs> nope. Because I think Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro is going to cannibalize him in the short area targets. We saw it last year. He just mm-hmm. wasn't healthy all year. Okay, yeah. I'd, I'd rather have Waller than Hurst, but I'd rather have Hurst than Hawkinson. At, at their ADPs, Hurst is going to smash that value. Well, he's yeah, going he's gonna, to he's gonna double the, the, the ADP of, of whatever Waller hits. It, he'll be a good late-round target. I was thinking of who finished higher. If who finished higher in points, I'm just saying. Yeah, well, but, but do you think Waller rebound? Like, is Waller going to get 1K receiving yards if Renfro stays healthy and they add a wide receiver in the draft? They're definitely it, that's, a receiver in the draft. Right, I mean, that's Wall- not going to happen. I mean, Waller's still got to be a top five tight end regardless. Waller, it, it, doesn't take much to, it doesn't take much to be a top five tight end. Let's be let's be honest Correct. about that. That's that's why I'm saying it. <laughs> yes, but Waller <laughs> will be top ten, I think, for sure, of that list. I mean, it's not an accomplishment. It's not a huge accomplishment to say you finish the top ten tight end. To be honest with you, I think but that- I, I still think I still think Hayden Hurst now. Again, another interesting thing that's going to happen with him is as the thing as as the months go by and we we continue to talk about this, is Hayden Hurst going to end up being overdrafted and to be a guy who goes as a top five tight end because everybody's happens. hyping him. And Darren Waller never in, became uh, that. So he could, he he could definitely. I mean, he, he's he's. The fact that there's no Hooper and people are, you know, people like to just say, okay, you replace this guy with this guy. Now this guy's going to pop. So Hooper's not there. I know it doesn't. I know it doesn't. But you know, that's how people equate it is Hooper's not there. Oh, they brought this guy Hayden Hurst in here for equity, draft equity. Uh, I want to get this guy. And so we could see his ADP definitely boost. Um you know, tight end is just a crapshoot. Just, to, you know, whoever you got at the end, I think you, you're doing fine. I mean, Waller was going not even on the radar there for tight ends, and you found a situation. So, fun situation that you like. I think this year – Don't, take, don't I mean, take guys like Jimmy Graham. <laughs> don't oh take God. guys like Jimmy Graham. <laughs> the Bears with their, their 37 uh, uh, tight ends that they got over there. I mean, just they're just a, a crew. And all of them ends. were washed or sucked. It's, it's not great. It's Chicago, not great. WYD, Chicago. Come on. Like seriously, but the, this year I think this. I I mean I don't know, but it feels like there's so many like uh, like sleeper type tight ends, right? You have like Jarwin, I think. Like Jarwin, let's go. Uh, All right, Smith. You let's, have go back, let's go back Ian to the Thomas. Colts. Well, baby. Jack Doyle, nobody's talking about. Let's go. Jack, give me Let's that. Go, Derek. Give me all the Jack Doyle because oh, oh, nobody's yeah. talking about him. Oh, at all. Let's go. Nobody is. Let's go. Yeah, Doyle. Um. Oh, I already forgot who else we were talking about, but uh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, I like you all got, those guys. Cody rattled them off. I mean, after after the top two, I mean, Mark Andrews is still going to be around there making some noise. Um, who else did you name? I mean, you got Kittle, you got Kelsey, you got Andrews, you got uh, Hooper, Henry, Ernst. Waller, Hawk, Hawkinson, Hunter Henry, Fant. I, no, I know Fant's not, not, not necessarily a sleeper, but Fant is probably going to be think, the guy. That I, I think it's surprising that Hawkinson's going that high. Yeah. What'd you say, Derek? Um, I, I said I love Fant. <laughs> let's go. Love, let's go. I was ready Fant. to fight. I was ready we, to fight. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I thought I heard him say he didn't like him either. Oh, uh, hell no. I love Fant. I love Fant. I'll He's going to be my target. I will take all 10 of those guys over um, what's-his-face. Even uh, Hawkinson? Yeah, I'll, I'll take all over 10 of the guy that just went to Atlanta. Yeah, overhead nurse. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Hawkinson is still there's a lot I to like be Hawkinson. proven with Hawk for sure. Uh, I, 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 I love and I love Matt long term outlook, but I'm saying this sure. season right now with, with with him. I mean, 
I don't know. I mean, they still have Marvin Jones, I, I Kenny, Kenny Galladay. They re-signed Danny Amendola there. I think Hawkinson yeah. versus Hurst is a very, yeah, very a interesting one. conversation. I think those guys, it's going to come down to ADP. That's but I think one. I think they could end up – there are a lot of scenarios where I think they're going to end up as like bing, bing, like right there in the rankings. I think that's so, a very interesting conversation. I have a question. Austin Hooper or David Njoku? Cool. David Njoku. I wanted I to go to Jacksonville. I'm, I'm willing this. I'm willing this. Give oh. me David and Joku to go to Jacksonville. I want this to happen okay. so bad, <laughs> like with every fiber of my being, and it probably does not happen because they want the depth. But from, I from, want it so bad, man. From a real-life standpoint, though, if they really do run out those two tight ends, yeah. I love two tight end sets, man. I'm a sucker for two tight end sets. I do. Um, and now, I will say this. Uh, I, I dug in – because I know where you're going with this, Ben. I, I dug into Baker uh, this offseason. I do believe he bounces back, but I have more questions and concerns than I have answers. Um, I, I, I will say that. Um because I, I, I kind of know where you're going with that, with the with the 12 and, and uh, Stefanski and this offense bouncing back. Um, there were a, a lot of concerns that I had about Baker whenever I dug into the numbers because the, everybody wants to talk about play action and stuff like that. Dude, like Cleveland was not that far behind Minnesota. They were 8th and 12th in terms of how much they ran play action. So the, the bump of play action, that narrative is actually mm. false. That 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 bump is not that big as much as it's getting pushed out there that that's going to happen. But Baker and play action, that offense was top ten. Baker non play action last year, that offense was terrible. All of his metrics were horrible in non play action plays. Hmm. So if we believe in a Baker bounce back, then it, it, it right now it has to go off of some faith for me. I believe in Baker. I love Baker so much. I I really can't say anything bad about him. But from a numbers perspective, it's more of a leap of faith that they can bounce back and he can play better than it is me being able to actually craft a narrative of that. Just and, sorry, sorry, I sidetracked this. No, but and regardless, I feel like we had of, to go into that. And regardless of the truth of where Baker's actual NFL talent lands, you have the running game and a better offensive line now to. Um, you know, execute the two tight end sets, the play action. They just traded for the Broncos fullback, Andy Janovich. We know what they want to do. They and 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 that excites me because I think that that can help Baker, regardless of if he's good or not. Nate, can we just go ahead and say Nick Chubb is going to be a top five running back? Yeah, like I'll say that. Like, <laughs> can we can can I just get all the Nick Chubb? Can I yeah, just do? Can Nick in. Chubb be my new my my Dalvin Cook this year? Like, can I just like take him like within the top five picks? And everybody's going to slam me for it because they're going to talk about Kareem Hunt, and I don't give two cares about it at all. <laughs> like I don't, I don't care at all. I don't hate it at all. I don't hate like, it. Like I'm, I'm just going to do that. I'm going to press that button every single time. When, when you get outside of those, like the Christian McCaffrey territory, or like I, I will take Nick Chubb, and I'm fine with it. Regardless of Kareem Hunt's going to have a role, but uh, you know you're you're not. Yeah, I'm, I'm yep. fine with it. You're not taking away Nick Chubb's role. And either. Madison had a huge role. We saw this play out last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always going to be a number two, and Hunt yep. ran more pass routes, which is valuable for sure. Um, but but you know we know what Nick Chubb. But everybody's going to talk about that too. But this is a totally different system. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. there's more parallels to be drawn about how Stefanski used Dalvin Cook as opposed to like how he wants to use Nick Chubb and there is right. parallels to be drawn of how Kareem Hunt's usage goes. Right. 
But I think the narrative is going to go to the other side and they're going to say, but Hunt did this last year. And I'm saying like, but that doesn't mean that it's repeatable this year. Whereas yeah. we saw what they did with Dalvin Cook last year. And that's repeatable for, for Nick Chubb, I think. So, I mean, with, anyway. as, with Cleveland, though, what, what does everybody think about OBJ? He seems to be left for dead. Like people are just done with him and think that he's always a bum. Do you think, like, I think he could end up being an incredible value. Oh, Cody, can you give us ADP be. right now? Depends on what his ADP is, Kev. If 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 he is going, people are going to fade him. I'll be buying all of it. Um, he, he feels I, like I, I want the juice man. I want the juice man. Give me uh, Jarvis. Nobody, nobody gives Jarvis any love. Nobody does. Nobody gives him any him. love. That's and everybody's like, well, but let's throw this out since we're on tight ends and stuff like that. Can we all say that? Like, is anybody going to have any exposure to Austin Hooper? I. That's, I mean, well, that's why I asked the question of Hooper versus yeah. David and Joku because, like, I, I'm not, I, don't, I hate the fit. I hate where Hooper went. I, I don't, and everybody like, I, I've been on pods in like the last few weeks, and people are talking about Austin Hooper as an inline, and he's, he's this inline tight end, and I'm like, dude, if y'all looked at his numbers, like, this that he's a slot wide receiver. Like, Cleveland signed him as a slot wide receiver. Like, the guy plays in the slot sixty percent of the time. He plays in the slot just as much as I mean we're talking about before about the guys. Hooper is playing in the slot just as much as Julian Edelman and Chris Godwin, as far as oh, from wow. a snap perspective. Well, wow. that is how much he's playing in the slot versus inline. So can he play inline more? Sure. Does that help his fantasy value? No. No, his fantasy value takes a huge hit, in my opinion. I agree, and I think that this. I, I think that this. Um, does it though? Like, does it? Like, I, I don't think that it does. Like, I, I don't think you, do, you don't think Cooper's fantasy. It, it depends on it depends on where he ends up going. I should say that. Like, I, I still think that. Like, I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, leaving Atlanta is going to be a huge blow." Like, the, like he's still going to be probably. I think it's the, more love than you're giving uh, press for Kev. Uh, I think people love Hooper more than that, but that's just me, maybe. I think the contract value and the, the and the love for what he did last year is going to be a little bit strong. I, but um, I mean, I could be reading the room and, and reading it wrong. But I don't, I'm curious what everybody else thinks. I I won't I won't have him. I won't have him. I don't ever take a tight end early. So if he ends up being somebody who's like Street. the fourth, fifth tight end, like Stream no, I won't. Uh, yeah, I, I'm much more. I'd rather wait and take uh, take a tight end late. I'll never take a tight end early. And so it really depends on where he comes and where he falls in. But I don't think that I don't think he's going to be as dominant as he was last year because he was arguably the best fantasy tight end last year while he was healthy. I mean, week in and week out, he crushed, and and until he got hurt, and it was uh, sad once he left because he was a guy last year that like I was all over and and had him everywhere because um, like he was like what a tenth, eleventh round pick, something like that last year. Mm-hmm. Incredible value. Um, I think now he probably goes in the third or fourth round. If that's that's way too high, but. Um, I just don't. I don't think landing spot alone. I don't think it's a terrible spot for him. I think it's better NFL than it is fantasy wise for him. That's just me. Yeah, agreed. He is. I know they have himself and Joku there. I would not be surprised if they end up trading him. Please, please trade in Joku. Free that man. I wish he would have went somewhere else. Because at this point, like as things stand right now, like that's the only thing we can do. And if Joku's still there, 
then I, I think it could be uh, that I would probably feel less inclined to be as excited about him. But we did see in Minnesota, and that's my kind of thing. Like I went back, and, like you look at Kyle Rudolph. Like Kyle Rudolph didn't really take off last year and start like really producing mm-hmm. until uh, Adam Thielen went down, and then all of a sudden Kyle Rudolph's numbers started going up. Mm-hmm. We started seeing him on the rise. Before that, when it was when they were healthy, like Kyle Rudolph was kind of dead. Because yep. they weren't they, they weren't really utilizing the tight end as much, so that is one concern with Austin Hooper in terms of just you know Stefanski and everything else. So just to jump back to it real quick, uh, Odell Beckham wide receiver seven with an ADP of one twelve. Wow, and, uh, that's yeah, surprising. I was, I was right always, now, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. yeah wow, today. that surprises me. Yeah. That that makes me sad because that means I'll have. Probably I did no not OBJ. see that. I thought he would have been me like either. wide Damn, receiver I, that twenty, makes me, so wide receiver eighteen. I thought. I'm looking at it too. I don't know how valuable this data is though, because they have Ezekiel Elliott at 2.06. I don't know how that makes any sense, um, but that's what it's saying. And if that's the case, I think I'm out because I agree with you guys. I thought if I can get Odell in the third round, I'm dancing. But I, I'm still, I, I'm, I'm scared to take him in the second. I thought he would be. I thought he'd be mm-hmm. wide receiver 15. Yeah, I mean, yeah. at that I point, I, I draft him. Pros have any ADP yet? I'm just pulling that up right now. I mean, literally now. nothing that we saw from the Browns last year can give you any com- any confidence. And well, post- I mean, but then you have to draw parallels. For me, you have to draw parallels in scheme. And what does Stefanski do? And I, oh man, I think that they're they want to. They're going to run the ball. We know that, right? The question is, do they pass the ball more than what we're thinking? And the only reason, just trying to read the tea leaves. Why do you invest that much money in freaking Austin Hooper if you're not going to throw the ball, if you're just going to run the damn ball as much as they did in Minnesota? Why invest that much money when you already have a move tight end? Because people talk about 12, 12 personnel and two tight ends. That One of those dudes has to play in line. Who's it going to be? Hooper's not that dude. And Joku is not that dude. Who's going to be the guy that rolls in line when they roll 12? If we're talking about 12 is so big and it's so, like, that's what's, like, going to push this. Who's going to be the inline guy? Because that's the guy that's going to take the hit, and neither one of those guys fit that profile. That's so, one of the reasons why I think Njoku is gone. They still got Gary Barnage? They still got so, him? <laughs> God. I think they still have uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, right? Uh, actually, no. Uh, he's a free agent. But how much of that, how much of that like, with Stefanski, though, I guess you'd have to add, like, was – was the head coach driving something? Because we know how much he loves to, to fucking run the football. And that and that's fair. On, you know, Mike Zebra loves to run the ball. This like, every, you know, that's fair because we saw we saw whenever the the wide receivers barked, they pass more. Whenever the wide receivers were like, Thielen was like, "Give me the damn ball," they gave him the ball. Whenever Diggs was like, "Give me the damn ball," they threw the ball. And when they threw the ball, they. They they had great success doing it. So does Stefanski? Are we underselling the fact that they could pass more than what we're giving them credit for? I mean, I'll still be buying Nick Chubb regardless because they're going to run it, and the touchdown equity of the offense is better. But my point is that, like, I just I, I'm trying to understand why do you spend that much on a move tight end if you're going to sit here and run the ball that damn much? And, and and I can't I that that that's the only reason why I lean to the other side of this a little bit. Yeah, I, I was actually hoping that Austin Hooper would land in Chicago, even though you know just just keep stopping. I was I was hoping for some garbage place. I was hoping for somewhere in like Washington or somewhere where he could get like 130 freaking targets or something. 
That's where I was hoping. Oh, I thought it. Green Bay would have been interesting. Dwayne boy. Oh, so you, you don't say that because then you automatically illuminate the Aaron Rodgers cannot hate tight ends. Yeah, he hates tight ends. Actually, I, I'd rather have it just Devontae Adams continue to be able to just gobble all the targets, to be honest. Oh, um, yes. Alan Lazard still there, you know? Yes, he is. I, I like Lazard. Um, I wish he would have liked my fantasy lineups in the uh, playoffs. <laughs> oh, all I know is that Matthew hey, Barry put out the put out the combine article, and everyone in Green Bay loves Alan Lazard. So I'm going to be taking him. Well, yes. I, I'll throw it out there. I wasn't able to read that. I'm blocked by Barry, so I wouldn't know. You're not blocked by ESPN.com, right? How are you blocked? Bruh, by I don't. Barry. I don't Derek, know. The guy in the I end. don't honestly know. But every time he gets brought up on a pod, or he gets brought up, and they're like, "The Matthew Barry said this," and I'm like. I don't. I don't know. Scott Fish isn't even as nice as you, Derek. Wow, that's high praise, Ben. I love you, but that's high praise. Wow, it, it's probably bad. not deserved. I, I was. I was just. About, I was just about to say. I, I mean, honestly think I'm not that nice of a person. I mean, it's like, it's definitely not deserved. Now I will throw out to Ben's point. I have been confused because of the bald head for Scott Fish. I actually got. I got pulled aside by Ross Tucker last year. He was like, hey, Scott. And I was like, sorry, I'm not that guy. He's like, ooh. And we had an awkward moment. But anyway, I digress. That's incredible. Listen, well, guys. Right. Fun, <laughs> fun times, right. dude. I think I'm podcasting right. out, boys. Well, let's, let's get let's get in some last words here with uh, – with <laughs> oh, Fuck all of us, I'm right? sorry. I'm sorry. I'm out. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I, I wanted to say I still want to know like where people I mean, we have so many situations that just aren't fulfilled. I wanted to know like where people think wh- where people are landing spots going, like where's the state of the NFL? Like what's going on with the draft? Like what, are, what you know, we we need to li- end on something. We can't just end it then. I mean, with everything you just listed that you wanted to know, we can make this another four or five hour podcast with everything. <laughs> it's like <laughs> and we will. And that's why we hey. have to end it at some point. I mean, I, I'm ready. Let's go. Ben's just saying this because he knows it's going to go another hour and a half. That I don't is, know. That is I true. don't know. I'd like to see Green Bay get some type of pass catcher. Um, Emmanuel Sanders go somewhere. <laughs> so that's about what I got. I like. I like um, New Orleans getting Malcolm Jenkins. I like Philly getting uh, Javon Hargrave or whatever his name is. Um, I like the Broncos getting Jarrell Casey. Um, Four I like, seven. I like Cleveland getting Jack Conklin. That was a big one. Those are some of my favorites. What, like or Christopher Harris going to the Chargers. Chris yeah, Harris that's going to wild. the Chargers is a great yeah. one. I think that's um, better for Harris than I think it is for the Chargers. If you look at Harris, he was burnt last year. He reached oh. the cliff. Oh. He's been getting burnt by dude. I, I love Harris. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw too much. Listen, he's not him. a Bronco anymore. So talk all your shit. But <laughs> if you look at all of his metrics, bro, like he got he got burnt. He got at the Super Bowl. I'm good. He got burnt. Like speed receivers ate him up. So what happens? I mean, uh, I, I damn it. I'm gonna give Kev a layup here. Whenever KC plays the Chargers and people want to sit here and talk about they don't want to play Tyreek or something like that, give me all that. Because I think he could beat any one of their water, their corners. The charges fucked up, baby. Like I, <laughs> I, I, you know, there's there's a cliff for cornerbacks that comes, and it comes very very quickly. And I think Harris has already seen it. So, uh, as far as free agency, man, I, I love the fact that we get Minshew Mania again. I absolutely love that. 
-hmm. think that that dude has an actual ceiling that we have not seen yet. I think his rushing floor is higher than people give it credence for. I think that Jacksonville is going to be total crap and that it's going to make them throw the ball. And I love all of that. So I'll be targeting Minshew in a lot of my different leagues. I'll be targeting him in Dynasty. I think that he has some serious upside because they invested in him. They just traded away the guy that it was like, yes, it helped their salary cap and all that kind of stuff. Even I think the salary cap's a myth, but whatever. I, I love the fact that they just went in on the guy that played well for them last year as a rookie who did not get first team reps in camp and all these different things. So I guess one of my big takeaways is I'm going to be investing in Jacksonville and not Leonard Fournette, but the pass game. So I wanted Joker to go there and I will absolutely be smashing some Minshew wherever I can. I got two. I got two more. Gerald McCoy to Dallas intrigues me. And then the absolute most slept on one that probably no one will talk about because the Jets are absolute trash and I agree with them. However, their interior of their offensive line is was so bad. And um, they just signed um, Connor McGovern, I think his name is, from the Broncos. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a solid inside presence. It does help their offensive line, um, even though they'll still be trash. Also – this could be a juicy thing we could end on. Where is Darius Slay getting traded? Mm. Um, or where's Clowney going? Nate, that's your uh, that's your wheelhouse. You, you haven't you haven't talked for forty five minutes, so why don't you tell us about <laughs> Darius Slay? I I wonder. It's the Cam Newton thing. I wonder if teams want to take a look Ben's at Clowney's body. Sorry, before they yeah. sign him. I don't know. I think so. I think so. Go yeah. ahead, Nate. Oh uh, well, I mean Slay asked to be traded so he's going somewhere but i think the bigger more interesting thing is what the lions do at number three um of course there's a possibility somebody trades up for a quarterback ahead of them and chase young falls into our lap and i'm a very happy person but i think that that chance is next to zero there's a real possibility that the line takes two at three which means is you think so yeah absolutely and with them being win now and Patricia's job being on, they have to win now or Patricia's going to be fired. They're going to take Tua. What? What's Stafford? 33, 34? 32. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Only 32. I'm damn sure Stafford. Do you think that Patricia does does uh, Bill Belichick a homeboy hookup and sends him Matt Stafford and then they take Tua? That's where I was going with that. That was my next point. Yo, Stafford is. Listen, I'm That'd a big Stafford fan. I love Stafford. <laughs> if if Stafford's back Stafford. is healthy, Stafford is as a he's so good. Stafford is thirty two. So, Stafford is the most slept on player in the league. The for most sure, slept on sure. player in the league. He was a top five quarterback last year. Top five. He's the Fantasy most slept on player game. in the in league, man. I, yeah. I love him. Very, very real possibility of that. So you know, we'll see. <laughs> and Nate's like, and by the way, they're <laughs> moving on. So deal with it. <laughs> All right, I'll, so getting back to the Slay news, um, I would like to see him, and I think it's possible, put him in Buffalo, team him with Tredavious White, give them two good Josh corners Morgan. on the outside. Well, he was uh, tweeting back, not that he has any control over, but he was tweeting back and forth with uh, what a, a Raiders uh, corner, Trayvon Martin or whatever it was. Fine. Desmond Trufant got signed, and he said, Yep, he oh, said, thanks, that'll help. Now that means I can get it. Mm. Yeah, because they got they got true fun and they got uh somebody else too, I thought. Places places that make a lot of sense. Um I think the Bills, I think the Tampa. Cowboys could go after him too. Tampa. 
Tampa makes a lot of sense too. I was thinking the 49ers too. The 49ers could go after him too. Tampa, Niners, Titans, yep. Colts. Yep. All of those make good sense. They could use the corner. It's not going to take much, fellas. Like, I mean, it's a it's a mid-round pick to get Slay. Oh, I think he's the most intriguing shoot a drop that's left is Slay. Yeah. In my opinion. Not I mean, because no, and, and that's why I brought up Clowney too. I don't, I don't know what I don't Clowney, know. Clowney's on. more for a rush defense than he is. He's more big name than he actually is, as far as like like he's better NFL than I think. Uh, I making a difference. Yeah, I, I think he'll command too much that. money, but the longer he stays on the market, maybe he won't make as much as we think. I don't know. His injury history is pretty big. That's and what his I'm saying. Bo- his box score numbers for brand NFL teams. Somebody's going to have to value his run stopping ability. And that's why they sign him and they give him the big money because it's not because of the pass rush. It's not because of the sack numbers. He doesn't, he doesn't fill the box scores and, and get this like 15 sacks a year or whatever to sit here and get like this high end, like edge rusher money. So if, if you were starting a team and the price was the exact same, would you rather have Clowney or Slay? I'll say Slay. How old is Slay? I got to remember this. Let's say they're um, the same age. screw it. They're the same age. Same age, same age. I'll go Clowney because I think uh, you see pass rushers, even with the skill set, they'll age better. Most of them do. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably rather have Slay to be honest with you. Um, Let's go, baby. Slay turn. Slay. I I mean, I wouldn't feel good. No, 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 it doesn't matter. They're the same age. Oh, they're the same <laughs> age as Ben. Like, for this hypothetical, yeah, go ahead, same age. Go ahead yeah. Cody. I want to hear. I want to oh, hear. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Give me Slay. Let's go. What? Same, how, same how age. Same age Slay. Well, it doesn't matter, Ryan. They're the same age. They're the same age. They're the same yeah. age. Same, 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 same age. Same age. Same dick size. Everything. It doesn't matter. They were born in the same hospital as well. On the same day. Uh, you know what? I, what, I, what, I'll, what I'll say. Wait, Nate, Nate has to answer. <laughs> nice, Nate has to answer. <laughs> I'll take a pass rusher over a cornerback any day. All right, we're split. Yeah. We're split three to three. That is that yeah. is terrible because a, a, an elite pass rush can cover up a bad secondary. Okay, a bad pass rush, your secondary. I don't give a fuck how elite it is. It's fucked. Because if you if you're if you're if you're not getting to the quarterback and you're giving him six seven seconds, every wide receiver in the league is gonna is gonna burn a corner. So you go with the pass rush. And listen, I and I, I hear you. I think cornerbacks have has started to get much more valuable though here over the last couple of years with the. Really? Look at look at look at who? Okay, I, I don't mean to keep going back to this. No, go. This oh, team, boy. but look at the Chiefs. They just won with Bashad Breeland and and Shavarius Sh- Sh- Ward, and and they were losing in every playoff and, game. But if it wasn't for Pat Mahomes being God or Chris Jones. Win. Like Chris Jones had no impact. He he. Yeah, that is true. I mean, they were actually a better defense whenever Chris Jones was off the field. I'll throw that out there. <clears throat> So I listen. I just wanted to, you know, get a little spicy before we got off. Yeah, absolutely. I I will say though, uh, well, what are what are the Rams doing? Um, Like, haven't heard from them. (laughs) They have no clue. Can't. Well, they can't. What are they going to do? They're done. They they just got money in these top guys. They They resigned themselves so bad. Good. Bad bad contracts. They they lost Corey Littleton, right? Yeah, I like I like Andrew Whitworth. I like Andrew but Whitworth. For three more years with Whitworth? Well, I think that's just for salary cap purposes. They they invested in all of these guys, and they basically every one Whitworth. of them like imploded. I, yeah. I, they, they, I mean, that's what, that's what happened. They trade draft equity to sit here and get Ramsey. 
They they right. signed Gurley to a massive contract. They signed Cooks to a contract. Mm-hmm. Both those guys are linchpins of their team and taking up a large amount of their salary. And both of them sure. are hurt or decline. It, the team is they're going to struggle to win eight games this year. They lost Little and Fowler and Brockers. They brought in Leonard Floyd. That's all they've done. Well, brought in Leonard Floyd. That's that's one. You're looking one year, at you're looking at an eight. Guaranteed. You're looking at an eight-win team, and then everybody's going to be calling for McVay's head. The Wonder Boy lust, like and shine, is going to be gone. On a big picture scale, though, I think that is one of the most interesting things. Is there's a lot of like turnover in terms of what teams are good in the NFL and what teams are bad. And I know that happens every year, but it mm-hmm. feels like there's a lot of that happening right now on like a bigger picture scale where New England's coming down. I think New Orleans, as they get, I'm sorry, Derek, they're really old now. Like they're going to start to come down. You got Tampa Bay rising up, Cincinnati's rising up. They've made some really good moves in free agency about to draft Joe Burrow. If AJ, I mean, I think it's going to be a really ugly holdout with AJ Green. But if, you can get all those pieces together. Like Cincinnati, you can make an argument, you know, eight and eight, like they're, they're as competitive as some of these teams. So I'm just, it's very fascinating right now. Kind of the landscape is changing. It, it, it really is. And that's one of the big reasons why I think you could possibly have, I think it's possible you see three playoff teams come out of the NFC South. I okay, think well, that that's possible. Obviously I think that, everybody, but uh, Carolina, right? If if Atlanta continues what they Atlanta. did, well, there's seven playoff teams now, right? Oh no, not crazy. until twenty one. Not until twenty one. Really? Right? I thought it was immediate. I think oh, is it immediate? Yeah, I, th- I think playoffs. Is. Oh, Which, by the it. way, okay, my bad. New playoff. If it ain't bro- broke, don't fix it. Like, come on. This so is. Honest. But let's yeah, be honest. So let's honest. be honest. You're gonna say that now, but wait. Whenever we get to the playoffs, you're gonna be like, "This is fucking fantastic." Especially I, week one of DFS. Yeah. Whenever there's that extra game in there, see, and now all of a sudden we get it. I mean, Everybody's can, be like, "Man, this four is fantastic." Though, but the four game slate, though, I, I'm a traditionalist. I like. Anyways, I, I'll be happy with it. But I'm gonna we, wait for. Do we really? I, I'm gonna watch. Hodges, very closely game. once we get to fantasy playoff next year <laughs> and, not, and, and see where and see where you lie. Listen, I'm not, I'm not saying I won't do that, Kev. But the four game playoff slate is sacred to me. And now, and listen, now I'll just get two, three game mm-hmm. slates. I'll be happy with it. My bigger picture is I don't person. I don't like the two seed losing a bye. I hate that. And on top of that, do we need Duck Hodges and right. these type of teams in the seven seed? Oh, I yeah. no, no, we no. don't. They're not. We don't. We don't. It's it's just stupid to me. But whatever. More football. I'll get over it. More money. They're just going to turn it into the NBA. More, yeah. More money. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it's. A, I don't think it was a needed move by any means. But I'm just saying. I know I mean, when it Kev, comes, we're all going to be happy. Everyone's going to be still going to be happy about it. Chiefs get the two seed. Don't have a buy. I'm not saying they still wouldn't have won the Super Bowl. I'm just saying like that helped them. Like if you get a two seed in two seed is a big thing, man. In a long ass NFL season, especially now that they're adding a game. Mahomes got hurt. Like you have to factor in all these variables. And now mm-hmm, the two seed right. doesn't get a buy. I think it's bullshit. I hate it. I don't like the two seed part. I really don't. But do I like more teams in the playoffs? Because I think any chance that any team has a chance to get hot, if the team is deserving in that sense, like if the NFC or these other teams, like if there's a lot of disparity between the top and the bottom, as opposed to like some like team limping in at seven and nine and getting in the damn playoffs that doesn't deserve it, then that's right. That's but fine. That's then, then, then it's fine. Uh, it. I, no, I don't know, it, man. It, I, it I, I think, often. I think it's more of an opportunity. It depends the landscape. You have the haves and the have-nots. I think that it depends yeah. on how much parity you look in the NFL. If it's more spread out, then yes, I, I, I agree with you in that sense. If there's more of a division and there's there's this tier of really good freaking teams, then 
then you're not seeing that other really good team left out. Yeah, it, it would be very rare for a seven and nine team to to get in, Ben, because that that I mean, a lot of people talk about that with the what was it, the Rams and and Cardinals or whoever the fuck it was in NFC West or Seattle, Seahawks. and they Seattle finished, Seahawks. Yeah, that was for the division though. So only one of those teams right. would have made it, That's and then true. you would have taken another team from probably the NFC East that year. That's true, um, and uh, put them in. So that's true. Uh, you look at it; it's probably a team that gets nine and seven, or maybe maybe even ten and six, depending on how some of these cellar dweller teams are. I think it's just an opportunity too, just to get a bigger market in. Like last year, I think what would have Dallas have made it last year, or not Dallas, but um, it, would, it would have been uh, Pittsburgh and. Um, no Rams. Rams would have yeah, made Rams. it. Rams Philly. Philly. One, and seeing the Rams in the playoffs would have actually been interesting. Yeah, Nobody wants to nobody right. gives a shit about the Steelers that like, last year. Right. I don't I don't want to see them play a playoff football. They don't deserve to even win nobody four games last Steelers year. Anyway. No. Steelers are Rams would have been interesting. They would have lost. <laughs> it would have been interesting. <laughs> okay. Dude, talking to Smack because he got that ring now. Um it, anything else, guys? Are we Kevin's forehead hunting? That's all the dude's doing. Hey, all I'm going to say is uh, 20, it's been almost 20 minutes that Ben was like, all right, guys, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Let's hurry up. All right, I got to get one more thing out, one more thing out, and 20 minutes later, here we are. Not done. Listen, yeah. I've been I've been bottling, <laughs> bottling them all up, man. So We definitely have to do this again, though. I do know that. Let's go. Definitely. We got to we gotta yeah. see what these bandage spots are. Derek and I definitely have to be on the pod, figure out where DeAndre Hopkins is finishing uh, <laughs> in the ranks. Um, me and that's Ryan always part of go Derek back. and Kev. I'll stick. I'll stick by. I'll stick by my words, man. If hey. if that's the case, I'll eat it. Uh, I will happily. Uh, it's you just, it's just you gotta to stay, stick. You got to stick. You got to stick by it, dude. I feel like I had. A, I feel like I had a solid amount of times where Derek and Ryan both agreed with me in separate instances. I f- I feel I feel comfortable about my takes today. You don't care about Kev, Nate, or Cody, huh? No, I mean, I mean, fuck Kev. Cody and Nader. Haters, haters, haters. You know, I can't even remember what we were talking about. Y'all made me agree with Kev one time, and that's too many times. Just remember, I will always remember that I was on the the side of Robert Woods was actually a good wide receiver, and Ryan will always be on the side of Tavon Austin was was valuable. Ben was and I was was always on the side of. Devonte Adams about to get in that ass, and you said that he was washed. Um, okay, and now he's. Now I don't he's remember that. Here. I don't remember if, that. If, 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 we if, we're going, if we're going back to Memory Street, uh, did did I get a lot of hate for saying fade Michael Thomas in the playoffs? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember that. And I don't know. Oh no, no, no. And on Thanksgiving, I listened to that podcast. Um, but I said we, Sammy Watkins was good, and he won a Super Bowl. So I re- I realized. That I was- <laughs> So did Byron Pringle, baby. He's a goat. I realized that I was just talking shit on Kev, but he's really going to sit here and act like I wasn't the leader of the Robert uh, Woods fan club? Fuck out of here, man. <laughs> oh, I love it. Ben's done. Love it. I mean, Nate, I'm what, the one that Nate, what call that you got? Debate. Nate, you need a call. What call you got right now? Bold call. Anything. Wrong or that I- no, no, I'm just saying, just Ooh, make a call right now so every, that we can go all back six and, of us, all and six hold of you us, to it. All yeah. six of us leave with a, 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 a hot take off the dome. I'm sure they were all <laughs> the big call this year. Uh, I like Kenny Galladay as a top five. You know okay, that? okay, I'm gonna hold you to that. I'm a, we're also gonna hold you to the, the swap, the trade with uh, uh. Belichick sent getting Stafford and then 
the Lions drafting two of that happened. So I'm, I would give you credit on that. Yeah. Um, they, go they ahead. Just couldn't lose to the Cardinals. They had to tie them, and now we're not going to get Chase Young. That's <laughs> that's the Lions. They're either not crappy yeah. enough or just crappy enough to break your heart. Amen. Well, at least once y'all got a first round pick, us here in Chicago, we just got Nick Foles. So, um, but that's how it'll be sometimes. That's how it'll be sometimes. Well, boys, free agency pod. Where's everybody else? I thought we were waiting for everybody's bold prediction. Wait, wait, wait. Everyone getting bold takes off the dome. All six of us bold take off the dome right now. I'm just saying. Everybody oh, else has like the whole time. Ben, I, I, let's recap this a little bit before we go. We had DeAndre Hopkins, ben said right? I'm done. Ben said I'm done. And then he <laughs> said I want more. Ryan said let's keep going. And then he's trying to shut it down. I feel like the world is is just flipping upside down right now, man. Like I don't I don't I don't I don't, I don't even know where I'm at. And that COVID got me feeling some type of way, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that, I'm that's sorry. a quarantine life. So baby. just so just really quickly, we got one. Let, let, I want everybody else's. Bo- Scorching hot bowl prediction for for twenty twenty. Can I go? Yes. Okay. Yannick Ngakwe was franchised by Jacksonville. He will be traded to a contender within the next month. Whatever. That's not the hot take. He will be the Super Bowl MVP on whatever team he gets traded to. Mm. It just came to me, guys. I don't know. All right. Well, that was bad. All right. Somebody, somebody, have a good one. No, I just feel like whatever I'm gonna say is not gonna not gonna live up to that. It's just gonna be stupid. It's not, <laughs> it's not gonna it's not gonna be scorching hot at all. I was gonna say Noah Fan uh, top three tight end, but Let's after go. after Let's Ben go. after Ben said that, like I I just I feel dumb. I was gonna say Fan, and I was like, no, nah, it's too Homer. Let's think of something stupid. I love it, Cody. Let's go. I like that call. Uh, all right, screw it. Calvin Ridley is a wide receiver one. Like a wide receiver or the wide receiver one. He he's he's a top twelve this year. It's gonna I happen. Think that's bold enough. I don't. Bold I think not bold I, enough. Top ten. No. Not that's bold enough. Bold. Say okay, say he bold. outscores Julio. Do it. He outscores Julio. Oh, he said it. I said it. I said it. He outscores Julio. All right. Mine is Josh Jacobs finished as a top three running back this year. Ooh. Wow. Okay. okay. Thanks. Wow. Oh man. Uh well I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Taysom Hill will be a starting quarterback in the year twenty twenty for a team, not New Orleans. He's just trying to piss me off. Oh, you just I was like, don't you dare put that back. You it's better like, it's you like, better. Ryan was like, New let me find something that's gonna get everybody heated and that carry this podcast on for another twenty minutes. Mm. It's like the podcast that'll never end. So we just had to it burn. Let it burn, baby. Eric and Kevin, so that I can actually give a fantasy hot take. DeAndre Hopkins will be the wide receiver one. Ryan, let's go. Okay, let's go. Let's do it. I don't even know if let's I believe it, but I said it. Hey, you need to you need to double down on that bet, though. You got to place that somewhere. Place that on the sports book. Double down. FanDuel, let's go. Oh man, hot takes all around. Let I Nate, you you kicked it off. So, <laughs> which everybody's just trying to follow your lead. Um, 
Well, thank everybody so much for joining us tonight. Uh, it's been real fun. It's, it's definitely like for me personally, just nice to talk about football, talk about something else that we all care about, all are invested in. And, you know, bless the NFL for still sticking around and being able to do do this for us. Um, it's, it's been great uh, to talk about the 2020 free agency landing spots. So there's going to be a lot more action happening, uh, a lot more going on. So make sure you guys are following along Fantasy Authority at FF Authority. Um, I know that, I mean, I can speak, Cody, you can speak to it too, but speaking for Cody, I know you're doing a lot of work for Dynasty, putting out article content every week that people can go in and and still have something that they can grasp onto. And then we got to get ready for the draft, see where these guys are landing um, and keep everything going. So make sure you guys are, are keeping up with everything going on on Twitter. Um, no, no TFS going on that right now. So me and Kevin have been dying with the DJ nation. Um, so can't wait for that to come back and come back alive, but signing off for everybody going around the horn for Nate Henry at Nate Henry FF, Kevin Steele, fan, fantasy rat 13, Derek Brown at D bro underscore FFB, Cody Cutzer at Cody or at C Cutzer FF. And then Ben and Ben, <laughs> ben Cummins. That's it. <laughs> ben Cummins FF. My Twitter is where you handle can find doesn't provide value. It's fine. I am Ben. Hello, I am Ben. That needs to be your your Twitter uh, background image or whatever it's called. It's, it's Zebo and Zebediah and Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi. I I'm wish Jeff. I could mute you. I wish I could mute you. Signing up for all those guys. Hi, I'm hi guys. Ryan I'm Williams. Ben. At Ryan Alexander <laughs> underscore W is where you can find me on Twitter. We signing out with the TFA. Fantasy Authority, the free agency podcast frenzy. Catch you guys on the show. We out. Yellow bottle sipping. Yellow Lamborghini. Yellow top missing. Yeah, yeah. That shit look like a toupee. I get what you get in 10 years, in two days. Ladies love me. I'm on my cool J. If you get what I get, what would you say? She wax it all off. Mr. Miyagi. And them suicide doors, Ari Kari. Look at me now, look at me now, oh. I'm getting paper. Look at me now, oh. Look at me now, yeah. Fresh to the motherfucker. Little nigga bigger than gorilla, cause I'm killing every nigga that can try to be on my shit. Better cuff your chick if you would it, I can get it. And she accidentally slipping fall on my dick. Oops, I said, on oh my dick. I ain't really mean to say on oh my dick. But since we talking about my dick, all of you here to say hi to it. I'm done. Hey, old Breezy, let me show you how to keep the dice rolling when you're doing that thing over there, homie. Let's go! Cause I'm feeling like I'm running and I'm feeling like I gotta get away, get away, get away. Better know that I don't and I won't ever stop cause you know I gotta win every day, day. Go. She didn't really, really wanna pop me. Go. Just know that you will never pop me. Oh. And I know that I gotta be a little cocky. Go. You ain't never gonna stop me. Every time I come, a nigga gotta set it, then I gotta go and then I gotta get it, then I gotta blow and then I gotta shut it. Any little thing a nigga think that he be doing cause it doesn't matter cause I'm gonna yeah. did it, did it. Then I'm gonna murder everything and anything about a boom about a bang. I gotta do a lot of things to make it clear to a couple niggas that I always win and then I gotta get it again and again and again. <laughs> And I be doing it to death, and now I move a little foul, nigga. Better call a rap, and everybody know my style. And niggas know that I'm the best when it come to doing this. And I be banging on my chest, and I bang in the east, and I banging in the west, and I come to give you more, and I will never give you less. You will hear it in the street, or you can read it in the press. Do you really wanna know what's next? Let's go. See the way we on it, and we all up in the race, and you know we gotta go now. Try to keep up with the pace, and we struggling and hustling and set it and to get it, and we always gotta do it, take it to another place, gotta taste it, and I gotta grab it, and I gotta cut all through this traffic just to be at the top of the throne, but I know I gotta have it, have it. Look at me now, look at me now, oh. I'm getting paper, look at me now, oh, look at me now, yeah, fresh to the motherfucker.
fuck these bitch ass niggas How y'all doing? I'm Latunche, I'm a nuisance I go stupid, I go dumb like the Three Stooges I don't eat sushi, I'm the shit No, I'm pollution, no substitution Got a bitch that play in movies in my jacuzzi Pussy juicy, I never give a fuck about a hater Got money on my radar, dressed like a skater Got a big house, came with an elevator You niggas ain't eating, fucking tell a waiter All they say, shoot him and I say, okay If you want that bullshit, then I'm like, Olay I don't care what you say, so don't even speak Your girlfriend a freak like Cirque du Soleil That's word to my flag, and my flag red I'm out of my head, bitch, I'm out of my mind From the bottom I climb, you ain't hollering in mine Nope, not on my time, and I'm not even trying What's poppin', slime? Nothing five And if they trippin', fuck them five I ain't got no time to shuck and jive These niggas this sweet as pumpkin pie So I can sprite on a private flight, bitch I've been tight since God in life And my pocket's right, and my diamond's white And my mama's nice, and my dad is dead You faggot scared, cause I'm too wild Been here for a while, I was like, fuck trial I put it down, I'm so young, money If you got eyes, look at me now, bitch Look at me now Look at me now How? I'm getting paper, look at me now, oh, look at me now, yeah, I'm fresher than a motherfucker, okay, okay, is that right, I'm fresher than a motherfucker,